to In the Land of Cheese and Sauce, a D&D live play game. I am going to be your uh, dungeon master, your, your game master, your head chef uh, for this evening. My name is Jacob Cordes, he, him, or they, them. Uh, I am super excited to get this going with the Cheesy Gordita Network. Um, it's Taco Bell themed, inspired world, and I've got a bunch of amazing characters, amazing players here who will be participating and going through this adventure. We're gonna go through and introduce all of them. Uh, we, I do wanna say before we get started though, that we did go through and use a bunch of safety mechanisms which will be posted on the website, so please feel free to check that out at cheesygardinanetwork.com so you can see all the stuff that we're doing to make sure that while we're doing this ridiculous nonsense uh, that everybody's safe and having a good time. Um, so perfect. We're going to go through and start introducing everybody. Uh, who would like to go first? I would. Hey, go right ahead, man. All right. Awesome. Uh, hey, I'm Nick. I'm sure everyone, if you're listening to this and, you know, the Cheese Gordita Bunch had piqued your interest, then you know who the fuck I am. I'm Nick Ortiz. I'm a dry guy. Uh, one of the co-hosts of the Cheese Gordita Bunch, America's most trusted Taco Bell podcast. My pronouns are he, him. I see that. I see the question mark there, uh, Jess. Yes, we are America's Most Trusted Podcast. And uh, my character is Arthur Great Main the Third. And uh, his pronouns are he, him. He is a paladin of the Order of the Bell. Fantastic. Every subclass being used by all the players were homebrewed for the world um, to give it that Taco Bell delicious flavor right there <laughs> from the beginning. Um, I do want to ask, though, if I may, before we get too far into this, what the fuck is a dry guy? If you listen to our sauce episodes, we did an episode about uh, Taco Bell sauce, and we've determined that me, uh, Jordan, and Devin are all dry guys because we don't traditionally add the Taco what? Bell hot sauce oh, okay. onto any of our stuff. Okay. Yeah, so we yeah, that would, you would yeah. know that if you actually listen to the show, you're part of a network. <laughs> you listen. I listen to the yeah. segments I it's, help write. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 add in whatever. Actually, we're going to add that in then. Just say if you use hot sauce, what hot sauce you use? I'm a Diablo guy myself because, of course, I am. Um, who you wants to go be. next? I'll go next since I've been called in. Um, oh. <laughs> so, hi, I'm Jessica, pronouns they or she, and I'll be playing Pe Pepper Rigby, the warlock gnome of the flavor snake which will be interesting. And um, I've never had Taco Bell in my life. Wha Nor shall I. Fight me. What? Yeah, absolutely you, okay. you should. Add a little spice into your life. You know what? Absolutely. Let me backtrack on that. They I'll give it a go if you can sell me on it. So. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I, uh, challenge accepted. All if right. this game doesn't do that, I'll be... That, that's really the, the secret point of this whole game, is just to get Jesse to be comfortable <laughs> trying to... Well, maybe... <laughs> Maybe at the end of the session, I'll like let you know whether or not I've moved like along the willing to try it scale. At the moment, I'm at a zero. Let's see what happens. Okay, that works for me. Uh, who wants to go next? Who wants to introduce themselves next? Anybody who has tried Taco Bell? I anybody? actually did for like the first time <laughs> as a result of this game. And let me tell you, I'm hooked. Yeah, the black bean okay. chalupa wow. is I wow. my jam. And I definitely use sauce. I feel that like that's really weird. That we were. You don't. I just. I've never been a sauce guy. I mean, we well, we call them wet guys, I'm, but I've never been a wet guy myself. Oh, I am a damp guy. guy. 
I am a Can I call myself a saucy we know. lass we instead know. of a wet girl? You can call yourself you a saucy be. lass. Could I I realize we've been talking for a second now. Could I actually ask you to introduce yourself? Because we got a little distracted with the power of talking Yes, about. so my name is Chris, uh, or Christine Conger. Pronouns are she, her. And my character is Clove, short for Fang of Clover Honey. Uh, they use they, them, and they're a tabaxi bard of the school of corporate synergy. Oh, yeah. There's nothing more Taco Bell than exactly. corporate synergy. We've got two more amazing players. Um, I'm doing finger guns because I can't decide, and this way I get to point at either of you. Uh, looks like that's TW over there doing Scout's Honor. Uh, TW, you want to go ahead? Hello. Yes, uh, I am, uh, as you know from the Cheesy Gordita Bunch, I am the stinky wizard, T.W. Warren. Uh, <laughs> they, them, or he, him pronouns, doesn't really matter. Uh, I will be playing Jean-Paul Pierre-Martin, the French-like rogue, who is the subclass poppy monkey baby. And uh, when it comes to sauces... Rip Salsa Verde. Bring it back. Hashtag bring back the Verde, Taco Bell. Because, like, Diablo's cool, but I want flavor, not spice. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Mm. Mm. Okay. You're not the only one who thinks that way. Would you be, would you be, a, would you be one of us soggy guys if you had Salsa Verde? Oh, <laughs> uh, I would be the dampest dame you would ever okay. meet. Well, I didn't know about that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last, but certainly not least, uh, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Yes, my name is Katie Stanberry. She, they, I will be playing Maisie Flats, who's a human wizard um, that uses her employee handbook to access the arcana. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, we've got a we got a diversity of of Taco Bell representation here. I'm very excited about it. We are going to kind of get right into it then. Everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. In that case, welcome to the land of Yum. Here you will find a world just entering the second industrial revolution on the western side of this star-shaped continent. The blasting peaks rise high piercing into the cloud line as two factions fight an eternal struggle on either side of Mount Baja. In the desert of the salt dunes to the southeast, the recently displaced gnomish population have found themselves in small towns, scattered around a lack of carnival. As we continue southerly, wrapped around the southern tip is the Flavipelago, an island nation suffering through colonization efforts, including the naval blockade cutting them off from the mainland. As we now drift northernly, we find ourselves above the swamp, a nation of sorts covering a massive bog where only the best bud grows. Rumor has it it was built upon the ruins of a deceased god, but that is neither here nor there, because we must continue to the northeast, to the Gustus Imperium, the largest nation above ground, a monarchal republic with cities that stretch throughout and train tracks that have begun to grow in every direction. Further east is an unrecognized nation of Knowles, Tabaxi, and Leonin, but if you were to ask the Gustus Imperium, they would probably claim ownership of this land, even with no cities there currently. But that is not where we'll be starting today. Instead, we head back to the west, deep underground, to the glittering black city of Casacruzville, surrounded on all sides by the dark oil seas. This capital of the Quesarito Collective shines bright in the underdark. Emerging of factions of dwarves, elves, 
and Tilinkali scorpion folks, for those who are unfamiliar. This city has become the home of tourism and culture on this continent. We've not started in its sparkling downtown, but the slum of District 13, where the oil seas meet the land. There is a four-story brickstone building where a meeting that will change the land of Yum forever is taking place. And with that, to decide which faction of you guys we're going to start with, um, can I have each group pick a representative? Uh, I select Maisie Flats. Okay. I think we should have Pepper be I second our, that motion. Uh, our representative. Okay. In that case, Maisie and Pepper, do me a favor. Roll d20s for me. Okay. You got a six. Okay. I got a ten. In that case, we're going to start with you, Pepper, and your group. You three have made it over to this brickstone building. The item that you have been interested in stealing is supposedly in here a suitcase of some kind holding um, designs of gnomish intent that you're, you three are looking to gather. Uh, before this session, we talked a little bit and kind of got, got us all into a position to start with. Um, I just want to recap on that just to make sure we're, we're all still where we're going. Um, if I remember properly, Jean-Paul Pierre Martin was heading up to the roof to try to sneak their way in from there. And then Pepper and Clove were doing a, a bit of a food <laughs> Is that correct? Yes. That's right. Then with that, as you, Pepper, have disguised yourself as a goblin, can you describe what you would look like without your goblin face paint on? Sure. Um, so pre goblinization um pepper is a rosy-cheeked brown-skinned gnome with her hair in long braids ordinarily she'd be wearing um a sort of feminine floaty white shirt and a fairly sensible skirt and an apron that holds all of her tools but today she's dressed like a waiter and she is clearly not just sweating and itchy underneath her green face paint. She's also deeply worried that she's being offensive to goblins. Um, and <laughs> she turns to Clove and probably for the first of many times says, I'm not sure if this is going to be big enough. Oh, I think it'll be okay. Well, yeah. she's standing beside a giant dinosaur leg with her hands on her hips, shaking her head like, but <laughs> won't you be really cramped in there? I was transported in a hold of a cargo ship and a suitcase much smaller than this dinosaur, so I think I'll be alright. Can you do okay. me a favor, um, Clove, and can we uh, hear what you would, what you look like kind of crammed into the hollowed out bone of that cooked dinosaur? Yes, leg? so I am a tabaxi uh, of many disguises. Um, currently, I am wearing some fancy clothes because once I uh, bust out of this dinosaur carcass, I'm going to try to uh, blend in with some of the delegates here. Um, so I'm wearing probably a puffy shirt and uh, dress pants. Um, the petticoat was a little too big for the dinosaur. So that's the fancy outfit we're going with this time. Perfect. Then as you two begin to roll, 
you begin to roll that dinosaur, uh, roll like kind of a car that cart with the dinosaur leg on it, beautifully cooked, braised on one side, slices ready to go into this <sighs> building. We kind of move up to the roof where can we have uh, John Pierre, uh, John Paul Pierre Martin describe himself? Yes, so Jean-Paul Pierre Martin is a very tall and lanky gentleman, uh, or assumed a gentleman. He has the aesthetic of a scarecrow, if it was a giant fan of Tom Waits and folk punk at the same time. <laughs> uh, very spindly limbs. Uh, upon his waist, kind of where a belt buckle would be, is his best friend, Petite Ponteur, which is a, uh, a fairly large whip spider. That travels everywhere with him. I do not recommend Googling whip spiders if you are not familiar with them. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have if you have a content warning, if you have arachnophobia, uh, do not Google whip spider because it is the probably the scariest arachnophobia. Yeah. Or if you're a masochist, Google it. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually um, imagining it as a hamster. I, just to get yeah. you through. <laughs> it helps a lot. It helps a lot. Just a just a furry eight legged hamster, um, with uh, that. Okay, that didn't help. Uh, with as you as you kind of you, you've jumped across from one of the buildings next to it, close enough where you can easily make the jump, scurry across the top. And as you get there, can you do the first roll of the campaign for me, please, and roll a perception check? Absolutely. Perception, mm -hmm. absolutely. Ooh. Let's see here. Oh, all right, right off the bat, not looking good. Ooh, excellent tone setter. Uh, <laughs> ten. Ten? That's not terrible. Um, with oh. a ten, you 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 land the roof. You give a second. You listen around. You can hear the sound of of light music coming from inside, uh, heavy on strings, so it kind of fades away through the thick walls. It's. Mm. You, it, it's the kind of thing where you can hear the sound of music, but the actual what the music is doesn't really come through too clearly. Uh, a little bit sparing bit of conversation can be heard here and there, although no real words, just the sound of a party genially happening on the floor underneath you. You can see a door that has like the that goes down into the building, probably some sort of emergency staircase, as well as uh, you kind of look over the side and see there are no balconies or anything like that. There are just flat stone walls uh before i go down i am going to send petite down i'm gonna uh bring up up to my hands and uh let petite know it's time for you to get me a little bit of information and i put him down and let him crawl into the building to see if there's anything that he can see sure petite nods at you and, just <laughs> and begins to scurry their way in <laughs> sliding underneath the door uh can you roll a stealth check for them please yeah am i going to be using my no use uh, their stat block stats or you get a plus four to this check plus four okay mm -hmm. uh better than what i got unnatural 20. hell yeah so the spider scurries down and quickly finds themselves in a party of Tillinkali, all of them wearing beautiful clothing uh, made of a variety of different silks and fabrics, bright colors everywhere, a lot of reds, yellows, and browns that just kind of illuminate the space. 
From the exterior, the windows on the top floor appear to be black, but inside it is clear it is a magical paint that provides them perfect cover on the inside, but allows them to see out and enjoy the visual of the oil sea out, spreading far beyond where the eye can. A jazz band of sorts kind of plays in the corner, assortment of strings just kind of going, mind kind of ignoring any of the events happening. As you can see, important folk all around. Just by the clothing, it's, in, it's very, very apparent. Uh, is there something that your spider is looking for? Uh, yes. Uh, my spider is looking for a gentleman that uh, not much information was given to me about them, but I am looking for them for kind of a... a uh, a specific little purpose. Sure. Roll, for a personal reason. Roll a perception check for me with your spider stats. I believe that is a plus zero. <laughs> 19. 19. Okay. Damn. Yeah, right? My yeah. petite polterra is rolling <laughs> so much better than I am. Uh, yeah, this is your new little character. Little stinker. Um, they... <laughs> Um, they scurry through, desperately trying to find them. Doing everything they can to try to identify and see where they can. Um, they dive through a kitchen area where you can see there's a bunch of different people working. They're predominantly goblins, although it does look like the head chef is a uh, Tillin Collie in here. Um, they go through a large room that has an assortment of food stuff on it, a long table spread out, and a variety of different meats and cheeses of all sorts of creatures. You can see through the spider's eyes, it continues on forward, racing through. Eventually finds itself in front of an elevator, like an elevator platform, so it slowly rises up. And, and on that elevator platform, you recognize Pepper pushing in, in goblin form, pushing that cart with the dinosaur leg on it, and Clove. Well, you don't recognize Clove, but you know that Clove's in that dinosaur leg. I see they continue on their yeah, way. Yeah, I know Clove is in the meat. As your spider looks around, I'll let you know if they're able to find that person. Uh, the two of you have just made it into this environment, just made it into this this party of sorts, and immediately are overwhelmed by the sights and smells. People are talking and having just a grand old time. It has that kind of sophisticated, where everybody's laugh kind of is like, <laughs> kind of atmosphere to it. Um, <laughs> like they have to swallow their laughter so that you know that they're 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 fancy. Um, what do the two of you want to do here do i notice um the nightmare gerbil what's your passive perception <laughs> um hang on a sec you're good 10 10 no you wouldn't notice it as it just scurries past it's, it's very well stealthed and especially with the sights <laughs> and sounds and smells it's just it'd be you you almost step on it, it has to scurry between your feet Oh, good. So Pepper is still relatively happy right now. Um, and she wheels this giant turkey leg along, like, planting her feet against the ground to get traction because it's huge and she's a gnome. Um, and she's going to pause for a moment and look around the room and try and think, where is the best place to park Clove while she gets to work on a distraction? From inside the dinosaur leg, I find a closet i'm not going back in there um and anyway i can't bring wait i can't wheel you into a closet you'll get everything sticky it's a good point 
cough, cough, cough um, into her into her elbow. So can Pepper look around? What she's looking for is somewhere where she can park Clove and then maybe like <laughs> trip someone over and make them drop their champagne flutes so that Clove can slip <laughs> out of the turkey leg. <laughs> um, slip out of the turkey leg sure. and join the party. Sure, roll a sleight of hand check for me. Ooh, I got an 18. And plus 18. two, that's an unnatural 20. Unnatural 20, very nice. So with that, you are able to knock the knock the champagne flute out as very normally as you're, as you're kind of positioning yourself and it just right falls out, clangs to the ground and shatters. The Tilling Collie kind of holding it kind of looks over at you and there's a couple, and then the eyes kind of turn towards you as you softly push the card out of the way. Um, so in that case, if Can I Can I make have... a big fuss of like polishing the champagne off their, off their exoskeletons just to give Clove a bit more help? Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm dreadfully sorry. Oh, I'm just, oh, duh, duh. and just like fuss <laughs> and slap. I can see how furious they are. You, oh, can just... I, you, you are so shiny and smooth. Um, it's just, wow, amazing. You know, I actually hear that um, champagne polish is all the rage. Roll a persuasion check for me, please. Oh boy. And I really hope Clove is taking this opportunity to run. Yes, I started to try to gnaw oh, my way out of the leg a little advantage. bit, and uh, I'm 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 getting there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no! Why didn't you just cut okay, never mind. Um, Roll a stealth I got a check 14. for me. <laughs> uh, with advantage, excuse me, as you do that. Uh, 14? The the yeah. the this uh, Tillman Collie was wearing this, this beautiful um, um, black robes that kind of fold down their their body, kind of cur- riding, almost creating this little pattern down the exoskeleton back. Um, they kind of shake their head. It, it's fine. It's fine. Just don't don't do it again. Be more careful. Um, just be more careful. And they kind of move away frustratedly. Oh, thank you ever so much, And I'm at a 20 on the stealth. What did you get on that roll? Um. So, yeah. Clove? Okay, with a 20 on the stealth, you... I'm going to say that you had already previously yeah, gnawed a little portion, so you just, like, gnaw your... You basically just, yeah, you seal, you you, you bite on that portion, and the it... Right out, and you're able to just wiggle the feline body right through, and you are now in this, in this event. No one seems to have noticed you as of yet. Pepper, do I smell like dinosaur? No more so than usual. You're good. Okay. And Pepper will give you a big encouraging smile and then look for some canopies to carry. You can easily find some on the table and grab a can of each night and begin to blend in with the crowd. All right. Um, and with that, I'm going to jump back over to John Paul for a second. As John Paul, you were skittering, your, your little guy skittering through, and they come across a Tillin Collie um, that isn't exactly the one they were looking for. Um, but they're kind of standing, looking out a window, um, and they just kind of mumble, ah, oh, oh, they're here. You recognize this to be Tahim Yang, one of the members of the Council of Essence who run the government down here for this government. They are also, it's worth noting, the the person receiving the package you were coming, that you, you all were coming to steal. I figure that since uh, this person has essentially, uh, not the one I was specifically looking for, but this is someone that, uh, we as a group did need to find. I figure uh, <clears throat> I'm going to take the moment of opportunity 
and uh, sneak my way uh, over to this gentleman. Sure. It sneaks its way into what looks to be a large office space. Um, this whole place has the vibe of a penthouse suite just installed into a um, horrible building. Um, uh, secretive for some reason. Um, on the top floor here in this this room, there are bookshelves everywhere filled with an assortment of different things. A large desk with uh, specialty built chairs for the Tillinkali so they can kind of rest in a more relaxing fashion as their bodies kind of have unique requirements for sitting down. As your little guy kind of scurries through and kind of hides, finding a great little place in the bookshelf to kind of look out, you kind of pan through that window down to the two people approaching. And Arthur, Maisie, whoever would like to describe themselves first as you approach this building, please feel free. Um, well, Maisie's, um, she's covered mostly by a big cloak, but you notice around her head are two protrusions that are kind of like <coughs> earmuffs kind of that cover something that she carries on her head. Um, that goes into the rest of the cloak. It's kind of patchwork with different pockets and buttons around to store things. Um, they're about, uh, I'd say like five, they're five, eight average height, maybe a little taller. Again, they have a, a big mask on the front of their face, so we can only see their eyes that they use to, to gather information. Perfect. Thank you. And Arthur? And uh, you see <clears throat> a uh, big Leonin. Uh, you can tell because uh, you can see his mane underneath his uh, cowboy hat. Um, he is pretty tall, you know, average size for a Leonin, so about six foot, six foot tall. Uh, he is reddish fur. Uh, he has a black mane with some like dreadlocks in it. You can see um, he, you know, traditional cowboy got a poncho underneath it. Has a, a dark yellow vest with a, a rolled up, you know, um, button up shirt with you know rolled up sleeves. Um, you can see that he has a, uh, gun belt, you know, on his hip, uh, with a the revolver there, but that's pretty much all of the visible, um, you know, visible, uh, weapons you can see on him. Perfect. But you can see just, just a rough and tumbling cowboy. Awesome. You, you two have traveled for the last few weeks here, um, on behalf of Maisie's employer, their boss, back in the Augustus Imperium, and you have finally found your way to your destination. You can see the four-story, uh, yeah, four-story brickstone building there. All from here, as you approach, the, the sound of the oil sea moving, swaying back and forth, clashing a little bit against the dock there. You can see this building where all the windows on the first three floors are boarded up with wood, the top windows black. A single door seems to lead in, although there's a door on the on the opposite side, as you have scouted this area a little bit before, that has also been completely boarded up. A Tillinkali standing in a nice kind of garb, uh, not too nice as to stand out. If anything, they have the atmosphere of someone trying hard not to fit in, even though they clearly have little bits of wealth shining through. A watch here, uh, a necklace here, glasses here. Maisie carries with them a suitcase with the respective payoff. What do you two want to do? Um, can I make a detect magic check? Uh, you can cast detect magic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can cast detect magic. Are you trying to be subtle about it? 
Yeah. Okay. So you cast Detect Magic. Um, and roll a slide of hand check for me, please. I got 17. 17? Yeah. Very nice. You you quietly just slide your hands in your pockets and just flip them slightly, and you can the world kind of illuminates in front of you. You can see magical things about. Um, what's the range on Detect Magic be so kind for me? I think it's 60 feet? 30 feet. 30 feet. Okay. As you approach the building, you can see the paint on the windows. I will... What you really notice... Let me... Um, wait... Trying to figure out what it says. What you notice is that the windows, and then as well as the floor in that space, seem to have some sort of divination type magic on them, um, making it so that anything inside of it isn't visible. As if there was something magical, if there's this congregation that you know about that has like powerful people, odds are they're going to have at least light magical qualities to them that will light up with a spell like this. But whatever it is, there seems to be blocking that visually. Oh, look at Maisie. Are you sure this is the right place we're gonna be? We're gonna meet at? It looks kind of like a like a shithole. Well, what can you really expect from these, you know, outside towns? Maybe we should, you know, be a little more mindful of where they might be coming from. Ah, bell bless, but I mean, we can go in there if you'd like. I think we'll have to. Is that um person still outside on the ground floor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just kind of standing outside the door, trying very hard to seem casual and failing miserably. Um. It's the most bouncery of bouncer-looking people you could possibly see. <laughs> Did if you he was to... human, he would be bald. Did you want to just try the front? I mean, if we're supposed to be here. Right, right. We're supposed to be here. Okay. In that case, are you walking up to the front? Yeah, yeah I'm going to kind of like, like uh, I'm going to walk with you, but just, you know, behind you. Um, can I rummage through my head and pull out, like, a bouquet of lettuce leaves just so I look like I have something to contribute? Okay. Um, roll a, I'm going to say wisdom plus proficiency, as that's going to be your, because you're proficient with cooking tools, right? Or culinary tools? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll say do that. Um, 19? Okay. With a 19, you you quickly put this together, and it is the most beautiful lettuce-based floral arrangement anybody has ever seen. <laughs> um, it's it's very uh, it, you, it has this magnetic quality to it, where you can't help but want to look at it more. There's a nuance to it. It's very impressive. As you walk, as lettuce has never made me feel this way. <laughs> Um, as you walk up to the, to the, uh, the badly pretending not to be bouncer, um, they kind of look at you, look at you a little suspicious. Um, are you the, um, Gustus Imperium, um, folks? We are. Okay. Is that for me? No, this is not for you. (laughs) I understand. I get it. I get it. It's fine. Go on it. Go on it. <laughs> Go on. Go on it. Uh, just slide past them a little bit, being very protective of this lettuce. Mm-hmm. He turns his head away and is like trying to has his chin pointed too far up in a way. Um. Um. He's 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 doing his best. 
uh, you are able to get in and you find your way over to the there's as you head in there's a very clear uh, the building inside has been generally excavated so you're able to take just with a little elevator platform that kind of descends down in front of you as you enter and just and is ready for you to get on oh after you Arthur I would say um, pepper and John Paul for sure pepper John Paul and clove you will hear the sounds of the elevator coming to it, coming in and landing, that sound, which hadn't been happening too much outside of your arrival or the two of yours arrival. Um, and while your spider's not able to see it, the two of you, uh, Pepper and Clove, can see from your respective vantage points what look to be two, uh, two people who very clearly don't belong here. Um, the only non-Tabaxi, uh, excuse me, the only non-Tillancali uh, or your goblins in the room. Perfect. That is who I need to blend in with. All right. All right, Flats. Keep your eyes peeled. Hmm. I'm mostly just looking over whatever banquet they have set out and trying to stay on mission of being very distracted by the food around. There is an assortment <laughs> of food out there. It is gorgeous. You see this massive, uh, massive, what looks to be some sort of dinosaur leg, giant lizard leg. Um... Um, although there's a weirdly like a circular shaped hole in the bone um, that you don't quite know what that's there for. Um, that kind of, it, it, it would probably let a lot of the juice out while it cooked, so it seems counterintuitive. Um, there's a nice, there's quite a few main meals kind of set up here, as well as a host of different goblins kind of parading around little plates on, on either hand as they quietly, very carefully, not saying any words, just kind of offer a plate as unobtrusively as they can. Can I be one of the plate offering people? Absolutely, you can be one of the plate offering people. Are you trying to come up to those uh, these two uh, uh, um, um, yeah, strangers? Yeah, I'm instantly worried that they're here to steal the same thing that we're going to steal because they look just as funky as we are. Um, mm-hmm. So what I want to do is like try and put the canopies directly under both their noses so they don't see my crappy makeup. Um, so I'm trying to like hide underneath okay. it, like Atlas carrying the earth. Um, but if I can, of the other hand, I wouldn't mind just seeing if I can grab anything out of their pockets. Okay. Roll a... I'm going to need you to roll a sleight of hand check. What are the two of yours passive perceptions? As that will dictate the DC here. I'm going to 12. Oh, no. Yeah, 12. 12. Okay, so it's a 12 or another 13. Okay, so I've got to be a 13, right? Um, yeah, yeah. You have to be a 13 to get something from both of them. A 12 just okay. to be, get from one of them. Ooh, that's a 17. That's a 17? Do you have a specific thing that you're trying to reach for or um, take from? I guess like inner pockets, paperwork. Um, I don't want to take anything too bulky because they'll feel it. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to be like as hidden by the plate of colorful canapes as I can. And I would have picked the most yummy, colorful, distracting, like maybe something of like popping candy on it or sparklers or something. Um, yeah. Fancy parties. Yeah, you have a little plate of like, of like, it's like a sweet, uh, of a little sweet thing that has little a magical like almost fireworks shooting off of it and, and i can aid in the distraction it's... if you'd like uh if you'd like some backup yes how are you going to aid in the distraction if you want to do that well i'm going to pierce one of the uh the delightful looking snacks with my claw and uh eat it and i'll start talking to you guys about uh 
about the food here, about how good it is. And introduce myself as also being a representative of the Gustus Imperium, as that seems to be you. Okay, roll a deception check for me, please. Yes. Um, both of you can roll insight checks. Uh, Arthur and Maisie. All right. Yeah, I'm really skeptical. Uh, 22. Uh, the, the, okay. I also got a 22. Okay. Okay. I got a 10. Okay, you're skeptical, but you... Um, it's one of those things where you're just like, I don't know why you're here, but I don't have enough to possibly accuse you of anything yet. Like, you, you can... It's, it's all stink eye energy right now. Um... For Arthur, Arthur, there, um, you don't know why, but this is giving you like you you don't believe them, but you don't. It's much more much more actively don't believe, but you don't know the details of anything. You Pepper, you are able to grab. Um, hmm, what would you have on you, Maisie? But for each of you, what would you have on you that's something small and something kind of personal? Tortilla chips. I was gonna say um, some some um, some sauce packets, some for my food, add extra flavor. Okay. Bring me closer to God. Okay. Then you, okay. Then Pepper, you steal out of Arthur Great Mains uh, pockets some sauce packets that you can tell uh, immediately upon looking them. You recognize them as a piece of Bell Nation, as the religious symbology is part of the process of consumption that they follow. With Maisie, you pull out some tortilla chips that, that seem, they have an, can you roll a, a, a history check for me? Mm-hmm. Just a second. History, history, history. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's really bad. I got a five. Okay, then you, there. there's a, this is going to be my might be my favorite sentence of the day. Uh, there is a political quality to these tortilla chips that you <laughs> do not know offhand, but you know that it's there, and you're just like you're going to need to think about it and figure it out. <laughs> mm, edgy. Um, mm-hmm. I pocket them, and I'll just sort of like gently nudge Clove's foot with my foot as I go by, so that they know that okay. I'm going to go spying. Cool. Cool. Um, so Clove is talking to me, right? Clove is talking, talking to you, to yeah. Myself and Clove to you too, excuse me. Okay. They don't have many hors d'oeuvres where I'm from. <laughs> we don't need many hors d'oeuvres. They kind of distract you from the, from the pie of life. Quite poignant there, Flats. Um, absolutely. And, I mean, just looking at this place, the kitchen's probably a shithole. Well, I'm enjoying the hors d'oeuvres, and uh, I can just eat enough for all of us. Well, hold on now, but I'm going to take some hors d'oeuvres off the plate while side-eyeing Clove a little bit and just shove them in my pockets. <laughs> She's going to shove them so in your the pockets. Gustus, <laughs> so the Gustus Imperium sent uh, you? Yes, I think they were looking for uh, a tabaxi to add to kind of a diverse, well-rounded group, um, as well as to, to keep an eye on, on you as well and provide some a diversity in their delegation. Mm. And did they give you the names of the people you're supposed to join? No, they did not. I look at flats. <clears throat> As you two look to well, each other before you're able to say anything, though, a tabaxi, um, um, the same tabaxi that the spider uh, of Jean-Paul Pierre Martin 
is hiding in the office, kind of, they, he pops his head out and just goes, um, um, uh, Imperium folks, come, come in here, hurry. Um, quickly, please. I'm sorry, but uh, they've required our, our, uh, our audience. Um, but it was great talking Me to you. Me as well. Have a great well, day. I'm, I'm coming with you. I'm also, um, you know, part of the delegation. Confused, I look back at Maisie. How else could I have gotten in here if my name wasn't on the list? I'm going to say one more time, do a deception check. Maisie and Arthur make one Can more I help? deception check. Uh, how are you helping? Um, I think I would probably um, go up to Clove and be like, um, you know how uh, politicians get someone whispering in their ear like with bad news? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I would like tug on her sleeve and be like, um, Madam Delegate, um, excuse me just one moment. And then when I'm actually in your ear, I'll be like, you're doing great, babe. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And then look really will... serious, like, I'm very sorry to report that. Um, that is a, yeah, you can absolutely do that. Uh, roll oh, with advantage that. then on that deception. Okay. I got a 19. Got a 19? Oh, shit. <laughs> what am I rolling? What was that? What was I rolling? Uh, you're rolling insight. Thank you for that advantage, Pepper. Uh, 21. Oh. Oh, fuck. 19. Okay. The two of you were still suspicious, but it tracks. To a, in a weird way, sort of. There's details that don't 100% line up, but in this high-stress moment that neither of you are really experienced in managing, this is not the time or the... Unless you were 100% confident, this would not be the time or place to, like, pick a fight. For sure. If you, don't, if you weren't right, you like your careers are over. Phew. Well, uh, I, I, I guess we should go. After you. The three of them are guided in to this office of sorts. And what are you doing, uh, John Paul Piamatti? Uh, so because it's been a bit since uh, Mon Petit has come back, uh, I am going to uh, creep down the staircase mm-hmm. into the main hall kind of area uh, and look around to see if I can spot Pepper or Clove. Sure. Uh, do a stealth check for me. And then do a perception check. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Could that be our theme song? Absolutely. Everything's fine. Episode one, don't be, don't be suspicious. <laughs> so 19 for stealth. God damn, okay. And uh, my passive perception is a 16. Mm-hmm. So can we just use that as I'm being stealthy? Sure, that's totally fine. You just won't see anything above that. Is that okay? That's fine. Yeah, I'm just looking for them, not really looking for anything okay. else. Totally fine. You sneak your way down the stairs, kind of moving awkwardly, your body jankily moving underneath you. Um, uh, quietly, though, but bent in awkward angles as you scarecrow man your way down. Um, you peer in through the emergency kind of staircase that leads up peer in through the door and you can see the party of folk happening um, and you do see the three of them being, uh, you see uh, uh, Clove with Arthur and Maisie who you have not seen before being guided into a room by this Tillincoli 
Uh, do I recognize just upon seeing them that they're from the Augustus Imperium? Yeah, they are not like their their attire is very clearly Augustus Imperium clothing. Um, okay, got it. Fantastic. This is terrible. Um, I would like to. Uh, how far away is the closest goblin? Oh my god. <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> say it's not me, DM. Say it's not me. <laughs> it's not you. It's not you. You're 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 you. You just helped out, so you're kind of drifting along with some parfaits. Um, I'd they... be trying to follow them, like wheeling in the turkey leg. So please don't say I'm the nearest one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, yeah, you see. There's like a goblin kind of near you. That there's you're kind of a little bit off the sides. You can see goblins who need breaks. that kind of like come over here. Um, and there's like a goblin that's like pulled itself into the corner. It's trying very poorly to stealth as they have a corn cob pipe in their mouth and are just oh god, oh god, these, these uh, fucking people. Uh, oh, fucking I'm gonna people. whistle softly at that at that uh at that goblin okay to get his attention yeah yeah he'll look over at you and just his eyes go wide uh in goblin uh i go uh uh hey buddy i've got a proposition for you what? uh i reach into my pocket and pull out pull out four copper pieces oh I point to a random goblin out in the center of the room. Uh, and I say, uh, this copper is yours if you go and pick a fight with that gentleman. Roll a persuasion for me. Okay. You can do intimidation if you'd like, knowing knowing you, actually. As if a creepy uh, nightmare creature offered me money to punch someone, that does hit a little <laughs> bit more into intimidation. Uh, instead, of, instead of trying to do that, what if I pull out a silver piece and put it on top? Uh, and say, and you get this if you can keep the fight going for some time. Yeah, that's enough. They, they, they're broke. Yeah! They nod. They don't even, they say nothing else. <laughs> they turn and just full sprint launch over, launch over and just begin pummeling the other goblin. The other goblin didn't suspect it, so they just kind of fall face down. Like, they're, they're not even faceless. They're just punching the goblin. And seeing that they're doing too quick of work, they kind of stop for a second, stand up, and, like, stack the goblin up, and then just proceed to, like, force a fight to keep going, effectively poorly puppeting their opponent so that they can do anything. Oh, capitalism. Is this drawing? <laughs> yeah. Is this drawing any attention from the rest of the guests? Oh yeah, the people are turning and looking. You actually see some of the a lot of the Tillancoli actually start coming over and begin. Um, could you actually? I do need you to roll a perception check for me actually at this point. Um, but you can see like some Tillancoli okay. begin heading over and like and like cheering on the fight. And some people you can see like that's that... going and people getting excited about this. Is that something we would hear as well? You hear the sound of the it, room? yeah. But it would as you enter into the room, the door shuts and all sound cuts out. So uh, perception is going to be fifteen. Okay. As you look over, you actually do recognize one of the um, Tillinkali here. That's actually participating. Um, uh, her name's Pokich. P O K I C H. Pokich is is one of the is part of a. The easy way to say it is they're basically a part of the cabinet for the leader of the piracy group that you are in, the Biblio Marines. 
Got it. So this is like as like you know high ranking as you can be effectively be outside of being the person in charge, um, and you can see her just like excitedly throwing gold coins towards the goblins as now the other goblins kind of gotten up and wiped blood off, green blood off of its nose and is like going back into it. Let's see. Uh, are there any other goblins around me? Um, I would say at this point, uh, Pepper, what are you doing? I was trying to wheel the um, turkey leg in with everyone else. To provide meaty snacks while you guys talk um, and keep my head down. Okay. Roll a stealth check for me then to do that. Okay. Oh, shit. I got a five. Uh, they, uh, he doesn't pay any attention to you and just slams the door in your face. Like your cart hits the door for a second. Excuse me. Can we get some canapes in here? That was really a highlight for me. Can- yeah. Can I pepper falls on the ass with it? It's like a little squeak of pain. <laughs> I mean, this should be a quick exchange. I see no reason that you need um, more of my delicious treats. Besides, you already smell like you have um, been living inside of a dinosaur for the last three weeks. So I see no. Um, I imagine you've already filled your belly on on its meat. I suppose. <laughs> um, I'm looking uh, forward to my turn. I've got things to say. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, Pepper, uh, yeah, Pepper and uh, uh, Pepper and John Paul. Uh, John Paul, you can see, you see, uh, Pepper hit the door from your angle, kind of like trying to push it and trying to be subtle about it, just not being able to. And you can see some other goblins scattered about as well. Most trying to either, you can see half of they seem to be split 50-50, Half of them avoiding the fight and wanting to get away from it, and the other half trying to figure out how do they get involved so they can have people betting on them so they can hopefully get more money out of this dinner. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to uh, try to nondescriptly scream the phrase, He's got a knife! Uh, <laughs> as they're fighting to cause just a little bit more a little bit more chaos amongst the, uh, the non-goblins in the room. With that accent, I love the combination of that accent and nondescript. Um, roll up deception check for me. <laughs> Uh, That's can I so do? Funny. Can I do intimidation instead of? Uh, sure. Deception, because I'm trying to scare people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With That's the, totally uh, fair. The idea. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. That is a twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's worth noting. You hear and see this, Pepper, as you see your you you turn and you can see him yell this out and say this you see one of the goblins had in fact already grabbed a knife and he and he just yells it i'm a maid and then immediately like jumps and like starts like trying to fight other goblins they now have like they're using knives like swords effectively one of them's actually like some of the tillancali like it's turning into almost a fighting tournament as some of the tillancali have made are starting to make circles and getting like cheering people on it's supposed to be kind of intimidating but the fear instead has led to just people just kind of raising like the bloody energy in the room. It's just getting more and more tense, uh, more and more excited. It's closer to bursting at any moment. Ah, oh, this is taking on a really nightmarish quality for Pepper, because on the one side there's a friend that she cares about in danger, and on the other hand, there's the broken, jointless advance of someone she's terrified of. Um, <laughs> um, so she has all the motivation she needs to cast gaseous form on herself, if that's allowed. 
Yeah, you can absolutely do that. I'm no longer absolutely. trying to be goblin. Um, so you pull off your ears, toss them to the ground, almost full like con- reveal sequence in an anime. If you slide slide the green face paint off you with your shoulder, and you cast yeah, let's form. just say it was just easy. Yep, uh, boop myself on the nose because it's touch, um, and I'm gonna try and get in through the door. Absolutely, it's yeah. You can easily just underneath, and as you do, we we go into the room. As the three of you are there, and this. This gentleman kind of looks over at you all. I'd like to um, stand by the door. Sure, roll a perception check for me. Uh, 13. 13? Okay. Yeah, there's a little bit of like mist and stuff coming off the floor, but nothing too weird. Okay. Um, you think uh, you think a fire broke out back there? Uh, I mean, if, if it did, they will handle it. I am not... Um, we, we have spent a lot of... My, my people have spent a lot of time in a fire. We have... It, is, it does not intimidate us the way it does um, uh, uh, you uh, soft-skinned folk. Fair enough. I, I believe you have uh, brought the gold that uh, in exchange for any kind of walks over, uh, pulls out a key and unlocks the bottom drawer of, the, uh, of his desk and pulls out a case, pulls another key, opens the suitcase and kind of shows a series of uh, folder with uh, kind of blueprints kind of slightly pointed their way out of it. I believe this is what you are here for. Can I keep an eye on the cat, on Tabaxi? Are you asking that to me, or are you asking that to me? I'm asking that to you. To, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll say, uh, yeah, um, just do a, um, do a just standard perception check. You one more perception check for me, as you okay. just keep your eyes passively on the Tabaxi. Nine. Nine. It's a cat. It's a cat person. <laughs> so I was told um, um, that we were to go separate ways, uh, split up as to make us less vulnerable to attack as we exit the party. Um, I'm going to take the file and you're going to take the briefcase to make it seem like you're the one with the actual blueprints, but it will actually be me. Roll a deception check. Can it be persuasion uh, or does it need to be deception? No, that's deception. That is okay. absolutely deception. Because you're because you're not saying let's do this. You're saying I was told we need to do this. Yeah, if that makes sense. Uh, um, at this moment, can Mon Petit try to reveal himself just to Chloe, since he's in the room? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Can they can scurry down the wall and kind of climb onto Co- Clove's foot and kind of like like get Clove's attention while this is happening. Um, My passive perception's 18, so that... that Yeah, you would notice this guy, yeah, as immediately as soon as they want to reveal themselves. Uh, Maisie, um, you can roll an insight check. Arthur, you can as well on this. Um, And I need to roll an insight check for for Tahim Yang. And my deception was 15. While we do that, can I look in the briefcase and try to... I could make sure everything's there, but get a good look at all of the things that are in there. Oh, he will not let you get a good look at it. If you were to try to, like, you can try to, like, get a glance at it from here to, like, perception check it. But, like, he's just kind of showing it to show you just enough to prove that it's real. But not, like, like, he doesn't know your capabilities. So you get a very clear sense that he's not just going to let you, like, scan over it to make sure it's proper. For all he knows, you have a photographic memory. Like, he doesn't, he's not going to play any games here. I got an Ooh, 18 have... for my Sorry. insight. Okay. I got an 18 as well. 
Okay. What did you get a deception check? A uh, clove. Fifteen. Okay. You both know clove's line. Um, as clove, you get a little distracted looking down at the thing you're at the little spider that has revealed itself to you. Um, what were you gonna say there, Pepper? Um, I had an idea. Um, mm-hmm. Would it be okay if, in the moment while the suitcase is open, Pepper does the distraction that we were talking about? Yes. Because what I want to make it seem like, what I'm aiming for, is to make it seem like he has made an attempt on everyone's life. So I can cast um, Minor Illusion at will and Precedentation, which is... Can you cast Which any is... spells while you are in the form No, of the I would cloud? drop out of my Cassius form okay. um, under the table, um, if there is one. Yeah, there, there's a desk. Uh, it has a back thing to it to hide the legs and stuff. You could, you could go underneath there and transform. So yeah, so in one smooth moment, I, movement, I drop to the floor, point my fingers at the suitcase, and I want to create a smell like... I know that I can't actually hurt them, but something that's... Like very obviously, de- like chlorine, you know. And I'm going to create the visual oh, effect okay. of green gas mm. boiling out of the suitcase. Um, I want yeah. like like a hissing sound. I want to make it seem like he has just tried to poison them without actually injuring anyone. And I'm going to throw all my cantrips at it. So that's going to be like minor illusion, prestidigitation, and I can also do silent image at will without using one of my um, spell slots. Sure, you can like stack them so that they all happen kind of one after each other, but they're so like a loud hissing noise, a really unpleasant smell, um, mm. not enough to actually injure anyone, but enough to maybe make their eyes water and make them feel uncomfortable, and this boiling green gas pouring out of the um, out of the suitcase. Are you proficient with um, uh, with deception? Mm, no. Okay, then in that case, just roll your spellcasting modifier as you do this. Uh, I'll say with advantage. Would my detect magic still be active or no? It's been 10 minutes. Um, Roll a d20 for me. There's a straight d20. If you get a 10 or less, it is. If you get over a 10, it's not. I got a 15. Got a 15? Yeah, you've been here for about 15 minutes. Um, the, The magic has faded. I apologize. Um, so my intelligence modifier... Wait, I'm casting with my charisma modifier, which is plus three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do I need to roll? So just roll your charisma modifier. Okay. As you disappear down um, there. I- Go ahead. Ooh, 16. Cool. After uh, the tabaxi had said, you know, their lie, I'd like to pull, uh, pull Maisie to the side real quick. Sure. Yeah, you absolutely okay. you can you can do that as you do. You can see that begin to rise that 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 hissing noise followed by the green smoke and that awful smell. Uh, however, uh, both of you would know with an eighteen. You think this is a magical effect that is that isn't as dangerous as it seems. It's convincing, but it's not as dangerous as you've seen. As uh, as well as Tan Yang just kind of looks over at all of you. Just I I should have expected nothing less less from. Your, um, empire? I'm deeply disappointed. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. This ruse that's going on here is, has nothing to do with us. Can you roll initiative? I can, I can assure you of that. Can I have everybody please roll initiative? Okay, so initiatives, uh, 20 and up. I rolled 20 uh, for a total of 22. 
15 to 20? Got a 17. Uh, 17? And I got a 19. Okay. 15 to 10? 14. Okay. 10 to 5? Oh, my. So then in that case, clove. That means you act first. As the smoke begins to, as that sound goes off, the Tillin calling in the room, looking around at you like with a frustration, and you can see him kind of reaching down partially for uh, a blade of some sort and his hand beginning to move in a magical form um the jig to some degree up although you 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 none of you would all of you in the room kind of think that he he doesn't view any separating line between the group of you what do you all want to do i'm going to cast mirror image to make three duplicates myself okay Three cloves now stand where one used to as it kind of flitters back and forth, making it hard to tell who the real one is. I think that's my full action. Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, you have a bonus action of movement, yeah. Okay. Um, can I move towards... I want to basically grab the documents. Sure. sure, you can absolutely move in to grab the documents. He's um, kind of right next to them. So if you try to move in and, like... You, I'll say you can grab them as like your bonus action, but if you try to move away with the documents, he will be able to take an attack opportunity on you, assuming that he okay. wants to. All of my duplicates are doing that action, though, so even if he does try to attack, there's no guarantee he actually gets me. Sure. So is that what you're going to do? Yes. Cool. So the room is only about like 15 feet long, so you can move over. It takes like five feet of movement. You grab the document. You see him pull out his blade with his right hand and uh, swing it towards you. Um, I believe I'm probably he swings, attempts to hit you, um, and then if it does hit, then you roll to see which of the du- which of you three it hits, right? Correct. Yes. Um, okay. So, cool. He rolled a sixteen. The sixteen hit. Yes, it does. Okay. So then, um, I believe you roll for your spell. Okay, I rolled an eighteen. Um, I'm going to have that hit one of my duplicates, and now have myself and two duplicates nice his blade slices through uh, slices through that duplicate and as it does you can see fiery cheese burn off the blade just eradicating <laughs> it out of reality <sighs> you still you've only used five feet of movement so you can use you still have 25 feet worth of movement left um, the room, as I said, is about 15 feet long. So if you want to bolt out of the room, you could at least make You can for sure make it to the door. It's a question of whether or not the door is unlocked or not. Yes, let's head that way. Okay. You make it over to the door, and the door is unlocked. Okay. Yeah, go Should ahead. Should be moving? I was going to say, like, wouldn't she be, like, kind of moving past me at that point? Sure. Do you want to take an attack opportunity on her? Or on them, excuse me? Uh... Yeah, okay, yeah, on them. Uh, I would like to... Um, so I'll uh, hit him with uh, my meaty paw. <laughs> then as they come by, you just try to grab them with your meaty paw. Roll that attack roll. So I got a 21. <laughs> that oh. hits. Yup. Roll Let's that. Roll who. that 20 close. Yes. Hit one of the duplicates. Nice. That Your paw reaches through and just slashes the chest of one of the duplicates. As Clove just keeps on going. Hell yeah, Clove. You make it up to the door and just slam the door open. And you can see there, you now can hear the, like, you couldn't really hear it before. Because it mostly broke out at this point um, before you had gotten in here. And you can see and hear the sound uh, off to the edge, off to your right, of the uh, 
uh, goblin fight as they are like, <laughs> full on now just war battling some of the goblins have like taken off their shirts and are in like their nice black pants just beating the ever-living shit out of each other Mo- most people are gambling on it <laughs> and across the way all the way you can see kind of shrouded in the door the face of your scared girlfriend oh yay do i know that pepper was in the room um i like no i don't behind think so. you behind the desk so no yeah okay well, did you, to be clear, oh. did you talk about, you talked about the, uh, the trick, right? So if that trick talked about a distraction, pulled, yeah. I'm going to say you can roll an insight check to see if you recognize, if they recognize that to be magic, if you'd recognize that to be Pepper's magic. Okay. While you're checking, I just want to say I never rolled initiative for Petite Ponteur. <laughs> oh, uh, roll that initiative then. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just did. It's a two, so they're last. Okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, it was a seventeen. Seventeen? Yeah, you recognize that to be Pepper's magic. Okay. Okay. All right. So I know oh. that she's at least not in the goblin fight. Um, but I'm gonna run to the scarecrow with myself and my other duplicate, and at least, I'm not sure what we're gonna do about Pepper yet. But I'm at least gonna um, get the documents to you since they're not they don't know sure. who you are. You can't make it all the way to uh, John Paul just yet. You can make start making your way down the hallway though, as you just basically you spend all your movement getting in there, getting out, and now rushing towards rushing down the hallway. Perfect. Um, that's my like intent. So that's where I'll leave it. Um, cool, cool. That's gonna make it a uh, uh, John Paul. As John Paul, you can see uh, Clove like no subtlety at this point, just full on sprinting towards you. Quick question this is more mm-hmm. just about lore uh the scorpion people i know goblins have dark vision do the scorpion people have dark vision is this something that would be uh yes they have i believe they have dark vision they do yeah. okay oh uh i still see uh uh poaching right yeah yeah, yeah. they they haven't they, they haven't noticed <laughs> the sound over there yet and they're just kind of you can just see them just kind of cheering on the goblin fight I'm just going to casually walk over to them because uh, all these rich people are too busy watching the poor fight. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to slink over to them. Okay, you can totally move over next to them. That's no issue. And then I get what? 5 words? Um as a If you uh, if it'd be normally you get like 7 words as a free action is about what it normally translates gotcha. to. Uh, I'm, I'll be a little loose with that, depending on what exactly you're trying to do. And if you want to spend actions or bonus actions to talk more, you absolutely can. Uh, okay. Uh, I feel like they have the information that uh, I'm kind of looking for on my little uh, my little personal gambit. So uh, I'm just going to ask them if they have it. They turn and look to look at you, and their face, uh, uh, normally this dark red color, goes pale. Um, you, you're not... How do you know about the Black and Gold Society? I say, uh, that isn't important. What you have is... Roll a persuasion. Uh, can I do intimidate or, yeah, intimidation? And sure, but if you fail the roll, it's gonna, it, it, you'll have a harsh negative. Because if you're trying to intimidate someone, there's like a threat behind it. Yeah, uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. They, yeah, their faces, um, all color drains out of their face. They, they look like a husk, uh, an exoskeleton that's been dried out. They, they go. Um, I can reach out for you. Um, I, I should. If you can keep this between us, I can provide you. Um, 
I can provide you a map of sorts to Vilvil. Um, I assume just because my, my character likes to kind of walk crouching or on all four, similar mm-hmm. to Gollum. Uh, but now uh, uh, Jean-Paul Pierre Martin is going to stand up at his full height of uh, 6'5", mm-hmm. looking down upon uh, the scorpion person. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and in Goblin, uh, I'm going to say to some of the goblins that aren't fighting, would you boys like to make some more gold? And then uh, to uh, Poch- to uh, Pockich, I say, um, we outnumber you here. As I assume the goblins turn towards me in my proposition. Yeah, they turn towards you, and you can see a lot of them, like, they've already got, like, weapons and stuff pulled, and they're looking a little, they're looking, like, nicked up, uh, uh, cuts and bruises all over their bodies. Then as you say that, there's, like, you get this, uh, uh, one of the goblins kind of looks around, looks at you, and I need, this will be the last thing in your turn, I need a, a persuasion or intimidation check, whichever you prefer at this regards. I'm gonna do intimidation. Go for it. Uh, ten. Ten? Um, the goblins yeah. look at you, and they kind of like look at each other, look at their bruises, and then one of the goblins yells out, "No gods, no masters!" And they just begin to attack everybody <laughs> within vicinity. Um, and that will make it Arthur's turn. Yeah, uh, I'm fine with that because they don't know what I said to them in Goblin. So I make a glance at Flats. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, "Stay here. I'll be right back," and I'm gonna chase um after the the tabaxi sure they haven't made it very far down the hallway easily with your movement speed you're able to get out and catch up to them okay boom i would like to uh grapple sure yeah you can and it's worth noting you can see the fight breaking out as chaos is ensuing in the other room further down there's a giant scarecrow of a man just kind of lankily leaning over everything um giving off the worst kind of tim burton energy you can um <laughs> so no people of color? No people. Of color. <laughs> <laughs> um you uh uh exactly. Uh you see uh and you can see uh, uh closer and to go there as the the gentleman that you left back in the room is looking is looking mighty annoyed about all of this. Um what do you want to do if you catch up to Clove? Uh, I would like to uh, grapple them. Okay, that'd be competitive athletics checks. So both of you roll athletics, please. 18. Okay. 12. Can I do some kind Arthur? of like dexterity, like evasion, or is it pure athletics? This is pure athletics in this situation, as it's okay. pure athletics to see there. You can use that to break out of a grapple, but to avoid being grappled, it is just athletics. Yeah. I'm so grappled. They, oh, wait. Found... Who do you grapple? Mm-hmm. I have oh, one duplicate yeah. left. You have one Sorry. duplicate left? I will allow I mean, you to roll yes. a d20 then in that regard. Yeah. As this is technically a form of attack. Dang. It's a seven. I have to get an 11 when it's down to two. Okay. Then then in that case, Woo! your fist goes through one of the duplicates as you just focus up and just grab Clove and grab them and pin them. All right, Madam Delegate. I got awesome. you. And Pepper, that makes it your turn. As you were trapped under the desk currently, um, you did all that. You heard the sound of violent commotion happening up above. As Clove sprinted out, Arthur seemed to follow, and you hear um, the just, I mean, honestly, utterly exhausted uh, uh Collie that you've been dealing with. Um, you hear Tan Yang just, just this is, uh, this is so frustrating. I hate the cons you all play. 
And what do you want to do? There's just one um, scorpion person in the room, right? The guy, the guy who's in charge. Yeah, there's the scorpion person who's in charge is Tan Yang. He's currently in the room. Uh, Maisie Flats is currently in the room as well. As well. Okay, uh, I'm going to run up to... Um, I'm having a hard time with his name. Um, you know, the scary scorpion guy. Um, and I'm going to try and cast suggestion on him. Ooh, okay. Let's... So he needs to be, uh, he needs to do a wisdom save and get more than th- 14. He said, f- mm, he got a 13. Oh, yes. Um, uh, so... <laughs> so I whisper in his ear, Sir, it's those two pointing at Arthur and Maisie who are here to kill you, not us. We're trying to protect you. His eyes go, his eyes glaze over from your magic as you say that. And so he looks over at Maisie uh, and just goes, You all should never have come here. The, the black and gold society will make sure that you suffer. And they turn towards you. Towards me? What else would you like to do, Pepper? Uh, towards Maisie, excuse me. Okay, good. Um, I'm gonna run. <laughs> Making eye contact isn't an effective thing to do over Zoom. Over okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd run out into the hallway. Um, and you can now see the chaos of everything ensuing. As you can see the goblin, the mini revolution that seems to be happening with the goblin staff. You can see the awful scarecrow nightmare all the way down at the end. You can see Arthur having pinned Clove. So It's just um, all real bad. Then I will give Clove resistance to bludgeoning damage. Because it looks like he's just hitting her. Sure. Well, don't you have to see that? That's a reaction. So when you see them be hit, you can use that ability, right? Ah, and I guess I didn't actually, I didn't actually see her get hit. Yeah, you didn't see them get hit. Yeah. Okay, I'll just keep that in mind. And I might squirm my way out of it. I'll just keep that in mind then. But it's um, cool, cool. Yes. So Pepper runs out into the corridor, looks left and right, sees that pandemonium. And, you know, only glances at the scarecrow long enough to understand where he is and what he's doing before running towards her other friend. <laughs> sure. You murk your way down the hallway. Now all of you are kind of just in this hallway. Oh, actually, you know what? I might yell at Arthur if I can. Yeah, go for it. You can do that. Hey, that scorpion's going after your buddy. And with that, that is going to make it the scorpion's turn. Nope. He is going to come over towards you, Maisie. And he, with his blade, he's going to slice twice. Oh, you're so lucky. I rolled a nat 2 and a nat 3. <laughs> so the highway there is a 8. Does an 8 hit you? 10? Then, yeah, then he comes over there with his sword and just just fucking soft skins and slices twice with his blade and you just dodge out of the way easily, bouncing back and forth as you're... As this is, this is not a good thing. Um, as he does that, as he recognizes Furious, he yells out, um, Don't let any of the fleshy ones escape. We will eat them all. And that is going to be uh, his turn. Maisie, that makes it yours. Um, I'm going to cast Invisibility. Absolutely. You, yeah, you cast Invisibility as, as they still kind of lean over you, angry and aggressive, and just, you are gone. And then I'll run out into the hallway. Sure, you run the hallway, and you can see that like traffic jam right there immediately. As there is, there is Pepper, there is Jump. Uh, excuse me, there's Pepper, there is Arthur, there is Clove. What do you want to do? You barely moved, so you can. You still got more movement. If you want to try to jump around them or try to move through them, you can do like you can. Um, it'll be an acrobatics check to do that. Um, is there anything in particular that you're trying to do here? 
Can I try to get the documents out of Clove's hand? Um, that would be an action. You can try to get up in front so that you can make it harder for Clove to get away so you can get the documents, but you can't do that as, like, you use your action turn visible. So if you want to, you can make an acrobatics check to try to bounce your way around, like, the fight happening around you. Um, and I'll try to get close enough to Arthur to help them and uh, maybe be on the other side of Clove. Or, like, sure. Yeah, so they're sandwiched a bit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so roll an acrobatics check, please. I'd say DC 10, honestly. This isn't, like, that hard to do, especially if you're invisible. Uh, 14. Yeah, so you, you kind of duck and round them, and, like, Pepper's pretty small, so you're able to kind of hop over, and you're just moving your way through this group. You're able to get to the other side and just pray that nobody, like, notices you. Nobody seems to have noticed you. You're just, you're, you're, the sound of footsteps can be heard, but it's, in the commotion, it's become nigh impossible for anything else to happen. Um, and that would be your turn. Uh, that makes it Petit's turn. Mon Petit is going to uh, scuttle to Clove to get the documents from her. Uh, there is zero ability that a spider that size can carry uh, 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 that those documents. Even though this one is Ugh. the size of a small house cat? Oh, oh, oh it is. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. So no good. one Google it. It's just a really big hamster, guys. Well, Clove, would you hand it over if that thing came over to try to grab it? Would you fight it? If you saw that thing, like, climb up over onto you and try to grab it, would you hand it over? Yeah, I think I would. I've come to know and respect, uh, I think, I think my nickname for you is SC for Scarecrow. Um, and then just as a, you know, as a byproduct, also your weird pet. Absolutely. Then in that case, yeah, I can scurry up and kind of just scurry along the walls, easily getting over there and just grab the documents. Um, if you if you burn your reaction to do this, you don't have to get uh, clothed. Uh, it doesn't have to take an action to get it. It'll just grab it as you just hand it off, as it's your thing being burned here. Is that okay. okay? Yes, that cool. sounds great. You burn your you burn your reaction and it grabs it and just scuttles over, making it basically to the room where the uh, where the fight is happening. It's just a little ways away from you, John Paul. It's like maybe fifteen feet away. And that would make it its turn. As before we make it flip back to the top of the round, uh, the goblins would go. And the goblins uh, are getting real violent. Um, as they've already been reached to this fever rage, and now with this like revolutionary fervor in there, you hear exploding sounds from the kitchen as all of the kitchen equipment lights up on Hell fire. yeah. They begin throwing tables over, slamming and attacking some of the Tillinkali there. It is as they there's just a fear and panic. Some of them start some of the Tillancoli begin to flee as the goblins are just fighting. Blood flies everywhere. It is getting real ugly in here. And it is very clear by the heat that's starting to rise that this place is on fire. So you can see these like very clearly wealthy, noble Tillancoli just like struggling with the amount of, of bloodshed that's starting to happen around them. As it's no longer fun, it is targeted towards them. Moreover, because he is standing right next to them, you also would recognize uh, uh, Pokish. They are on the cabinetry for the head of the Bibliomarines working for the Grand Admiral. Admiral. Words are hard. They run the knowledge division as they handle most information coming through, <laughs> blueprints coming through, all that kind of stuff. While you are bound being graveled in this way, having handed those things over, you, you hear the hear like invisible footsteps kind of racing past you, maybe like a little bit of a touch as they come by, and hear the sound of Pepper off behind you. What do you want to do? 
I'm going to try to break free of this grapple. So, in that case, Arthur, roll a athletics check, and then you can pick either athletics or acrobatics clove at this point. Can I help him at all? Okay. You're gonna, you want to help clove? No, I want to help Arthur. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. With your positioning, yeah, you give disadvantage on on uh, clove's check, then, because um, you're like right there positioned, so there's nowhere for them to really go into as they as they start to move, and you're invisible, so you just kind of bounce into them. You know what I'm gonna say is let's do this as competitive um, first against Maisie to see if this works. Competitive uh, 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 perception v stealth. So okay. if you can beat their perception, they don't give you anything. If you can beat their stealth, you you're totally fine. You just roll normal stealth, uh, normal acrobatics. Maisie, roll a stealth. You roll straight because you like did acrobatics and moved at normal speed, effectively. Oh, I got that one. Oh, oh. R- rip. As you moved through from the dirt and stuff and the smoke that started to form, your outline is now becoming clear. So while you were invisible, there's just like this outline of this weird human as you keep trying to pivot, and now there's very clearly in the smoke. Cool. What? Did... Uh, you got those pig pen stink lines. <laughs> yeah, you got pig pen stink lines. Right <laughs> um, and uh, competitively, Arthur Clove, what did you respectively get on athletics and um, acrobatics? Uh, twenty-three. Acrobatics. Twenty-three. Damn it. Yep. Lower than that. Okay, then you you wriggle around trying to break free, but Arthur is just locked in on the mindset. He has bound you in his arms. You are not the first criminal. (laughs) Okay. Is there that be your action? Is there any bonus action? Or uh, you don't have a movement currently because you're currently being grappled. Is there anything else you would like to do? Um. The sweet. I'm gonna give. Pepper, my bardic inspiration. Absolutely. As you're wriggling mm-hmm. around, your eyes glance over your shoulder, and you can see uh, over his shoulder, and you can see Pepper there. Yes. Perfect. Um, what do you do of inspiration and, again? So I can read you this description here, just so we're, we're all on the same page, because you're the one who's going to get to use it. Um, so you get a D8, and within the next 10 minutes, you can roll that die and add the number rolled to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Um, nice. And you can wait until after you roll to decide if you want to add the um, the bardic inspiration die. But you must decide before the DM says that your roll succeeded or failed. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, cool. You should also get a specialty ability with it when you use it, right? Because you're, because as a bard, if I'm properly, you can now use the help action in a weird way. Yeah, so when you spend that, I can now give you a help action as a bonus action. Mm-hmm. If you're within 10 feet and I can see you. Nice. And I can also, when I give you my um, bardic inspiration, I can take my proficiency bonus as a negative on my next roll. And then provide the negative I take as a bonus to you if I want but I don't know if I'm going to mess with that right now for now I'll just give you the, the D8 that you can add um, yeah, you got and all- then I can help you when you spend it Cool. Yeah, you got a lot of ways to help out. So cool. You feel that yeah. inspiration over you, Pepper, as you as you know how to, uh, as for a second, there is a sense of how to combine different corporations to synergize them to their most max. Ooh, why do and I know this? 
and <laughs> that would make it that that's that is Clove's turn. Um, I yes. believe that makes it John Paul's turn. It is John Paul. Uh, what do you want to do, Arthur? You are on deck. Uh, so with Pakish, have they have they given me the how are how of one how afraid of the goblins are they and two how close are the goblins towards us uh the goblins are like all around you to be clear there is um the goblins are just constantly in a state of like it is a brawl open brawl in this massive space um as this is like the main um like living section or relaxation area there's couches chairs whatever um uh, the band, worth noting, is still playing in the background as there is the choir of jazz strings just still going. Um, they have not stopped. Um, but, like, there is still, the, the, there's, like, fighting just going on all around. Um, they haven't given you the information yet. Um, they, um, and the way they said it initially didn't make it seem like they would give it to you, that they were going to give it to you immediately, that they'd give it to you once this thing, once we were out of here, or that they'd meet up with you or do something in those regards. Um, uh, then while the goblins are, uh, busy fighting, uh, uh, everybody else, I'm going to, uh, point to the door and mm-hmm. tell, uh, Pakish to get out of here. Essentially run, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she looks at you, um, um, and I guess we're actually real persuasion. I actually do need to roll persuasion on this one. And this does need to be persuasion. Okay. 15. 15. Yes. Okay. Um, she looks at you and kind of—you can see her really considering. And she just goes, um, uh, and in a, whis- in a whisper, just goes, um, "It's not safe. If I go with you now, they'll—they'll they'll think I'm—I'm—I'll um, I'm, um, be hunted down with the rest of you. Um, I will reach out to you in a few uh, days." Okay. And then I said, uh, "Zed, hide then." Uh, and then I'm going to cast Mage Hand. Okay as a cantrip so mm-hmm. I can pick up uh, Mon Petit and bring him towards me. Okay, yeah, you pick him up and he just floats right up into your arms with the folder. Um, you have, you have sweet, successfully uh, gotten the bulletproofs. Yes, uh, and then I book it the fuck out of there. Perfect. And that makes it Arthur's turn. <clears throat> Or they okay, using the blueprints uh, float through the air and then land in this impossible to miss scarecrow nightmares arms. <laughs> um, you couldn't more stick out in this room if you tried. And then they just bolt out back towards the staircase and back, heading upstairs, which you know would lead to. Okay, uh, actually. Oh, go ahead. For flavor, for flavor, I would like to say what I do is I put um, Montpotie on my chest and then I crab walk sprint out of here. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> you collapse down and just and it's the reason why nobody takes an attack opportunity on you. As some people turn, they just go oh, and just turn away. Immediately. <laughs> I, like, I just they imagine don't want a like piece general- of whatever that is. I just imagine like General Grievous when he's like trying to get away from Obi Wan, you know what I mean? And he like gets in his little crab form and like skitters away. I was thinking of the Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's closer. It's closer. Contortionist clown from Channel Zero. Oh God! Yeah, Ugh. it's where like my stomach, my stomach is in the air and I'm galloping. Backwards. <laughs> 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 You're galloping. You're just racing. <laughs> Yeah. Is it okay? Everybody we, disliked that. Can we establish, <laughs> yeah. if, if you're okay with this, um, can we establish that you have gloves on that can make it so you can make uh, galloping hoof sounds? So there is just a <laughs> sound kind of going? No, no, I, no. I want I want the slapping of flesh against ground because I think that's more upsetting. 
<laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, there is the damp slapping of flesh as there's stuff. As you just race your way out of there, all of you see that shit. Um, uh, what do you want to do, Arthur? Mm. Uh, <laughs> confused. I want to uh, grab my revolver off my hip and uh, put it to the uh, to Baxi's head. Um, and say, uh, Ooh, so where'd your okay. little where'd you, where'd your little clown friend go? And you're just holding me with one arm now. Uh, I assume we're still on the ground, so like I have like my body weight and like an arm. It's like a revolver. Like okay, so you bring him down to the ground, so you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have no idea who you're talking about. I that is not my friend. I'm gonna pull the hammer back, and I go, okay, you got one more time. That won't change what my answer is. Can I use a my daunting roar? Sure, you can use your daunting roar. <laughs> what does that do? So what it does is says, as a bonus action, you can let out an especially menacing roar. Creatures of your choice within 10 feet of you uh, that can hear you must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become frightened of you until the end of your next turn. The DC save is equal to 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your constitution modifier. Once you use this trait, you cannot use it again until you finish sure. a short or long rest. You can absolutely do that, and that will that could target both clove and pepper. For the can I pepper. can I use my bardic inspiration to make sure that I don't get what to help me make sure I don't get scared? Yeah, absolutely. Roll your bardic inspiration. Okay. Can yeah. I can so I just see my wisdom save first and see how it goes? Or yeah, yes, yes. You, you, you can okay, you, cool. you can do it after your roll, but before you know if you succeed. Okay. Huh. I got a ten. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna roll that d8. Roll a d8. <laughs> I got a one. Five. So that's 11. So uh, 11 and a five? Does not beat it. It's 12. Yeah, so then with that, you hear this mighty roar, and you've never been more intimidated in your life. You both are uh, under the fear under the fear condition. I mean, since I have them in a pretty vulnerable position, and they're afraid of me, I would mm -hmm. like to use some rope and um, arrest them. Arrest um, the. Um, you could You can't do. You could do that on your next turn. You've already used your okay. action to do this. Uh, what did I use my action for? Isn't mighty roar the rule. action? It's a. It's a bonus action. It's a bonus Daunting action. Daunting roar. It's a bonus. Yeah, it's a bonus. Okay, then you could. Then you. I would say you could. Uh, uh, you could tie up one of them. Yeah, you could tie up the. Um, the person you grappled would probably be the yes. most logical thing in this situation. Um, yeah, roll absolutely. a survival check for me, please. Uh, twelve. Well, okay. You pull the ropes and tie it in. It seems fine. Okay. Can I resist this at all? I'll, yeah, I'll give you one more acrobatics check at this point. I believe a disadvantage because he's within eye line with the frightened condition. Nine. Nine? Yeah, you try to resist, but it's like it's a struggle just seeing him there. As this is this is Johnny Law, and this is <laughs> this is the enemy of the Bibliopathets. Really struck a nerve with me. And... <sighs> that would make it like that roar. Pepper's turn at that point. Okay, um, Peppa is going to keep running as close as she can. Um, and seeing Clove getting captured, she's going to give this terrifying, scary lion the taste of his own medicine um, and right. cast Mind Sliver. Okay, that's an intelligence save, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, so roll an intelligence save there. So I'm just going to shape it as her if it succeeds, just throwing some of the scary energy back at you. 
Oh, I like that. That you that you summon that that very clearly uh, big. I just want you energy. to see yourself through my eyes. Um. Mm. You summon the power of the puffer strike against his mind. Uh, roll <laughs> that um, intelligence save. Me, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Thirteen. Nope, it has to be a fourteen. Oh. Yes. Okay, so that's two d six of damage. Hang on a sec. Let me roll. Absolutely, roll that two d six. Oh shit! Uh, that's an eight. There is eight points of damage as that as that as that bark. So yeah, just for a second, you mind. see, you imagine, you feel what it's like to be a tiny gnome in a in a terrifying, bloody, smelly, smoky situation, living of a spider the size of a cat, um, seeing your best friend <laughs> get tackled to the ground by the police. <laughs> could I actually, as you as you describe that, um, could I actually have you roll for me an intelligence check? Um, as all this kind me? of all these fun, uh, Arthur, well, both of you actually, both of you roll this check. A uh, nat twenty. Damn. Okay, perfect. I got an eighteen. With the nat twenty, actually, um, okay, I'll do eighteen. The nat twenty. With both of you, recognize that. Um, uh, the right way to say this is that you're both fucked. Um, the issue is is that even with the what's going on right now, um, because of the violence that's broken out from somebody seemingly involved somehow with you all, with the cast of suggestion as well, it just there's they are going to treat you all the same. They are not going to draw a distinction between which factions you five happen to be with. There is not going to be a way to persuade your way out of this at least without you ending up in prison. Like, there's not. Um, but then at 20, you realize, you heard, you've heard them say the name, you heard, uh, as you kind of bolted out, you heard um, the uh, gentleman in there use the phrase black and gold society, which with the nat mm. 20 refers to, you realize, you remember hearing something vaguely about it once that your father mentioned to you um, as being some sort of mythical, like, secret society. Um, and if there is a secret society that you just got in the middle of a fist fight in one of their bases, it doesn't matter. Like, there is there is no persuasion check that can get you out of that. That doesn't end pretty horribly. You are now stuck with these people that you now, as the, as the empathy, like, burns through your mind, you okay. are with them now. Like, there's no way around it. You, you relate and have to accept that you are both on the same shitty track now yay okay um and that is there anything else you want to do on your turn pepper um uh no no just keep running maybe like grab a snack or two off the table as i go like sweep them into my my apron um, if there are any intact cupcakes or bread rolls. I'll let you actually catch, uh, catch them as like a table flips and you just grab two and just pocket them, throw them down yes. into your pocket and just keep on going. Excellent. Thank and you. You were able to make it to the doorway, um, up to the staircase. Um, and that is going to make it, uh, Till and Collie's turn. He's going to step out towards the hallway. Um, as he puts his sword away, he raises his hand. I need Arthur, Clove. And uh, Maisie to roll deck saves for me. Um, Clove, you would do it with a disadvantage. Aren't they? St- uh, aren't they still frightened till the end of my next turn? Yeah, yeah, that's true too. 
Yeah, so it's... I just want to make a note. Making a note, okay. I do still have my duplicate, don't I? Yeah, this is an AoE. I don't think a duplicate would help with that. Um, am I still able to run, like, towards Clove? I, can I even do that if I'm scared of Arthur? Oh, that's a good point. I would say, I would say because you were already, like, right next to them, that you can, that you're not really getting closer, per se. Like, you're basically maintaining, like, a circle around as you kind of, like, pivot around as far as you can. <laughs> I'm just dancing with anxiety on the spot, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a three. Oh, thank God. Okay. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, Fourteen saves. The other two do not. As you see, he walks out, sheaths his sword, pulls a bead off of his necklace, off of him that you hadn't really noticed before, and just throws it. It explodes in a burst of fire. And I'm just wriggling away like a fish. (laughs) (laughs) That is 20 points of damage to Arthur, 20 points of damage to Maisie, 10 points of damage to uh, Clove. As a massive fireball explodes, burning across all of you. Fireball. I want want you to know that I am... I'm very excited about what's going to come next for you all. He says he just kind of like leans in the door kind of casually, just watching the nightmare that is unfolding in this um, formerly secret base. What? I'm like resistant to fire. Would that help at all? Yeah, Yeah, that means you take half damage. So in that case, you take 10 points of damage. Did the fire burn my rope restraints? Oh, shit. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, it burns your rope. Cool. It burns the rope. Uh, I will absolutely say that the ropes are burnt, and you are uh, you are no longer restrained. Wonderful, thank you. And as he just kind of like luxuriates there in a second, um, enjoying himself in this position of power, that is going to make it Maisie's turn. How many people are within twenty feet? Like right next to you. Yeah. Um, if you're facing towards Arthur, it's Clove, Arthur, and then Dahin Yang. Um, if you point the other way, I mean, you you twenty feet will include like the party room where there is just a massive swathe of goblins, melancholy there. Like you could you could hit uh, an unfortunately large number of people with that attack. Um, I'm just gonna cast invisibility on Archer as or Arthur as well. Uh, that would undo your invisibility because it is concentration based. Is that okay? Um, then I'll so I'll do it at a higher level then and get us both cool so you burn a higher spell slot so you recast invisibility and you both are you and arthur now are both gone all that's left behind is the smell of burnt cat hair (laughs) (laughs) oh much oblige should we just bolt yeah Okay. Um, um, you would hear that, by the way. It's worth noting. Uh, you hear that sound conversation happening above you, Clove. Like they're invisible. They're not inaudible. Yeah. So that be wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just yeah. hear that like happening as two invisible figures. One of whom still has their knee on your back is saying that. <laughs> uh, also, a tall, spindly thing skittered out of here with, with uh, whatever you know we needed. So you want to go in the direction of the. Nightmare. Scarecrow. <laughs> <clears throat> as we're Absolutely. running, as we're running out, we're running yeah. through people. Sure. And with that, you're going to use your action to just you use me use your movement to just bolt through. None of the nobody's able to take an attack opportunity because you were invisible. 
um, and you make it up to the stairs, and you can see um, you can see um, Pepper just starting to work their way up as well, like they it's right behind you, uh, Pepper. Um, that makes it. If the, you're invisible, the does that mean I'm not scared of looking at you anymore? Yeah, you if you can't see if you can't see them, you can't uh, be impacted by it. Uh, frightened. Frightened requires you be they be in eye line. Hmm. Cool. Um, so yeah, <laughs> can I like shape water to kind of impede Pepper's movement? Maybe like freeze. Them? Not if you cast invisibility as well. Okay. Because there's just not enough time. If you cast invisibility, that's the priority basically, and that'll have you moving. That'll that'll let you move invisibly. If you cast shape water, that's also an action. So you'll have to choose one or the other. Okay. Which one? Do you want to say invisible? Yeah. I'll hit Cool, cool. In that case, that makes it a uh, petite's turn. Uh, and petite is with me. Mm-hmm. How far behind uh, petite and I are Arthur and Flex? They're they are invisible. But can petite see? Oh, okay, right. Um, you they um, none of them have made it to the stairs, as far as you can tell. Okay. Um, if you don't have anything specific you want to do with petite, it's worth noting you can always let petite just give you the help action. So you just have advantage on the next thing that you do. That requires a rule. Uh, actually, you know what? I know what I'm going to do. Go for it. Um, I am going to uh, lay Petite down with the documents and tell him to head back to the ship while okay. I split off into a different direction. Uh, Petite nods at you and uh, uh, gives a positive <laughs> and then races <laughs> off with the with the documents and like jumps off the side of the building the documents doing the ratatouille wings as it mm. drifts down <laughs> um, racing towards uh, where you have put the ship just a few like just a couple docks over it's not very far yeah. um, so it'll take it it would take it you know maybe a couple minutes to get there amazing okay. cool cool and that makes it close turn Gene you're on deck Clove, what are you doing? Oh boy. All right. So I think I'm going to use my feline agility, uh, which okay. allows me to double my speed until the end of my turn. Sure, sure. And just get the fuck out of here. Um, is Pepper already, like, have, have you already run kind of up the stairs? I think so. Uh, Pepper, you made it just, like, you just started up the stairs. You still have to go up, but you've made it to the stairs. So you could catch up to Pepper. That'd be like basically a normal move would be from where you are to where Pepper is. So if you have double your speed, you can okay. make it all the way up to the roof. Can you pick me up? Can I grab Pepper? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. It, yes, it'll cut the rest of your speed in half, though. But in theory, yes. Okay. Um, I do want to check, though, because right. technically, I don't know if Arthur Arthur sort of still has you grappled, unless you just cut that. You can stop that at any time. So they... I thought he ran. Oh, I thought yeah. he got up and started. No, running. yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, well, his turn had to come, so he wanted to run. But it technically, like order, if you just let, if you let them go, you if they, you can feel them start to move. If you're cool with it, they can just go. Yeah, as soon as I turn invisible, you know what I mean. Like all I, bets are off. Okay, cool. Yeah, I gave awesome. up hope trying to restrain them. Okay, then cool, cool. I just wanted to make sure. Then yeah, you can make it all the way up, basically right up to the roof, as you can see. Make it up to the roof where you can see. Um, uh, John Paul, uh, uh, John Paul Pierre, just getting ready to like race off in another direction as a little as the little guy goes over the side of the building. Just perfect, and I and I got pep- I think uh, I used my claw to sort of like hook up the back of your apron almost and like kind of grab you that way. 
Yeah. Peppa's so like, I yay! Sit uh. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, then you race up to the roof, and that would make it uh, Jean's turn. As you see the two of them uh, arrive on the roof, uh, uh, the tabaxi full-on carrying the other. I was very confused by Jean. Jean. Yeah, oh, it's Jean. 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 Oh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was Jean Paul Perrier Martene. <laughs> is that not right? Is that... Just that's how you say it in English. Uh... He's drinking Merlot. Yeah. Peanut Gregorian. <laughs> that's my favorite subgenre of acapella. Um, Jean Paul is going to uh, spider his way down the side of the, bu- the building. Okay, do you have spider climb? Do you have any ability that lets you start uh, No, no, but I have, I, I'm just using it to describe the way he moves. I'm okay. going to do acrobatics. Sure, go for it. I just wanted to make sure. That is a 22. Oh, yeah, you just kind of, you, 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 you just effectively, you're so good at moving like this that you just kind of jump and just walk down the side of the building. Um, yeah, I, I imagine, I imagine doing like a, uh, a somersault into a handstand over the edge of the building. Uh, and mm-hmm. then uh, creepily flinging my feet down to the body <laughs> or down to the side of the building. Like a slinky. Um, and kind of doing. Yeah, it was yeah, very slinky. slinky, slinky was crawling. Like, there's even the same slinky noise you both hear as you break up there. So you see him die over. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just down the side until you land oh. on the ground in the back. Um, none of them are out, although from out here, you both, all of you can tell there is smoke rising up to the side of, uh, up the, side of the building. Yeah, uh, I'm also going to cast um, Silence. Okay. Um, or, Where are yeah, you casting yeah, Silence? I'm going to cast... Uh, I'm going to cast it uh, upon myself, so I'm quiet. Okay, cool. So, so yeah, so that sound is swallowed as you... Cool. Then as you jump, jump, yeah, jump, and as that I'm... perfectly covers you. So you are horrible. now in the alley, completely quiet. That makes it Arthur's turn. Um, myself and Maisie are up at the, um, like we've gone up the stairs, correct? Uh, not at this point. You're still in the hallway. You haven't moved forward yet. Okay, then I'd like to do. I'd like to. Uh, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like my, to make my way up the stairs. Sure. If you if you take the dash action to make it all the way up to the roof, as you just race your way. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll cool. definitely do that. Then you race your way up to the roof. As the as you see like a goblin get like lifted up as someone just yells out, I'm the bat now and then breaks the back of the of the goblin, just chucks it aside. There's just it's it's getting real vicious in here. Um three knives just into a wall. Um it's it's bad. Um you make it up to the top though, and you can see the two of them as they kind of just you can see clove and pepper right there as they go stand there. Uh pepper still in clove's arm, just as you as you make it up. To the to the roof. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna, um, you know, be quiet and, and watch them. Okay. That makes it Pepper's turn. Okay. Um. So I witnessed Jean slinking down the side of the building. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that is the re- part we're gonna go with. <laughs> as a reaction, can I suppress that memory? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You definitely can. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, gonna put that in the filing cabinet. Um, <laughs> um, and turn to Clove and say, 
Anyway, um, <laughs> where are we going now? Well, I think now we're going to escape. But how? Um, climbing seems like the best idea. I'm pretty decent at it. You can just jump onto my back and uh, we can try to scurry our way down. I feel kind of bad about the lion, lion boy. They tied me up. Yeah. I just hope he's not dead. I guess we'll find out Don't tomorrow. Don't um, <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, if Clove's offering to carry me, I will let myself be carried. I'm not proud. Um, <laughs> everyone needs Absolutely. to be helped sometimes, you, you know. You Especially just, when you're yeah, still you a burning motherfucking building. Just, yes. <laughs> as, as smoke rises, you just kind of curl up into, her, into their arm and just kind of snuggle in, ready to yeah. enjoy the ride. And that um, would make it the Tillman Collie's turn. Um, who gets up to some shenanigans down below? Okay. Cool, cool. Um, the see through, you hear the sound of the windows breaking as a couple of goblins scream out, No gods, no masks! as they slam into the ground underneath. <laughs> The window shattering flame now sparkling out, and the sound of the sound no longer being magical. Clearly, you was before being magically suppressed. Now is no longer, and it's just a loud sounds of fire burning. People in the midst of fighting, yelling, screaming. It is. It is right there, um, and that will make just it amazing. Close your eyes, Pepper. Okay. <laughs> the is on. Uh, we're not going to keep. It's worth noting we're not going to keep track of the Teeth's initiative anymore, um, just for convenience' sake. Um, amazing. That makes it your turn, and then Clove would be on deck. Am I up the stairs, or am I the... You're right at the foot of the stairs. Do the stairs go down? Uh, yeah. Every other person has gone up it, though, it's worth noting. And you would notice, you would have heard the sounds of the footsteps of Arthur, you would have seen the two, everybody else going this way. Can I cast, um, locate object on the documents? Um, what's the range of locate object? Doesn't... Infinite? No oh, way! A thousand, a thousand feet. <laughs> what was that? A thousand feet. Yeah, you can cast locate object on that on the on it. You kind of feel it, and as everyone raced up and kind of is heading off into the uh, kind of towards effectively towards the other side of the building and the alley and going to be racing that direction, you can sense the papers moving in the opposite direction, um, very very close to the ground by someone either by either something small carrying it or something large scuttling low to the ground. You can't tell which. I'm going to go down the stairs. Okay. You're able to race down the stairs and burst out through... Uh, uh, you race down the stairs and they lead up... Um, actually, I'm going to do a roll real quick. Oh, you're very lucky. Um, you race down the stairs and you can see that the uh, uh, the someone else has already broken down the wooden thing that was blocking the doorway out from this side as you're able to kind of burst out onto the street. You can see, um, this, it takes your whole turn of movement basically to get down here, um, but you are able to see racing out the uh, the giant whip spider carrying <laughs> the uh, papers. Um, do I see everybody else climbing down the side of the buildings? No, or, no, no, they were going the, no. You, they were going the opposite direction. And, uh, uh, or they will be going the opposite direction. You see nobody else around except for a couple of Tim and Kali racing through the streets. Just kind of running away. They don't seem to be following the creature. They don't seem to care about the creature. I guess that's it then. 
Okay, that makes it Clove's turn. Gene, you're on deck. Okay, so let's uh, start scaling down the side of the building here. Um, okay. I think perhaps we could use your apron to fashion a makeshift sling. Yeah, and, sounds uh, good. I mean, it's made out of like yeah. sturdy leather, like workman, workman sort of like apron. So yeah. Yeah, and uh, that way I can use my full, full range of motion and carry you down the building. <laughs> Uh, I spent some time with my nephew who's nine months old and this is bringing like memories of like him and his sling. <laughs> um, I'll say that does little... count as a health action though, so roll with advantage as you try to acrobatics your way down with this gnome in a sling. Very Yoda. Yeah, right? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, you're able to do it. It's a little it's not as fluid as you would have liked, just because you're I mean, you're you're a very agile person. So it's a little disappointing for you, but anybody watching would be thoroughly <laughs> impressed as you as you effectively with a papoost gnome work your way down this uh work your way down the side <laughs> of this building. And Pep is completely awesome. deadpan this whole time. It's like, yep. Let's do this. <laughs> I feel like there's almost like a combat history to this. Like you've done this before, and you're just you just have like you just have like finger guns ready for anything that might pop up. It wasn't Black Friday until um, we showed up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find yourself in the alley, right? Although you're immediately swallowed by silence as you do it next to John Paul. Okay. Um, so we can we communicate with him or no? Not verbally. Not verbally. Okay. Um, can I try to mime out like so? I'm gonna do like. For the listeners at home, I'll describe, like, <laughs> where, <laughs> like, little searching, um, is, question mark hands, the documents, pretend like I'm looking through, through some papers, and then the mm. spider, I do little finger motions and, like, a gagging. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Otherwise it wouldn't make sense. Like, <laughs> yes. Uh, so just so you know, I interpret this as look. Uh, I don't know. Eating <laughs> the spider. <laughs> well, that does make it your turn, John. So what do you, uh, Jean, 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 Jean. Yeah. So I put my hand Blasting. up because I, Jean Paul does not have Jean time Paul. for this. Um, has the uh, gene? Uh, yeah, the gene. Yeah, the has uh, flats made it out like of the building yet? Uh, you'd have no way of knowing. Well, if I were to look, could I see them? Do I see flats at all? You're on like the opposite side of the building. You have to move around to be opposite able to see side. if they are if they made it out. Right. They de- aren't on the roof looking down. You can sort of see Arthur up there, but you don't see. Whoa, you don't I'm see... invisible. Oh, you're right. You're right. Even then, yeah, you would not be yeah. able to see any sort of flats. Okay. Um, I'm going to, uh, sneak around to the other side of the building. Okay. Uh, do okay. I see them there? Uh, I'll say roll a perception check, and if you can be so kind, um, Flats, roll a stealth check for me. Roll it straight because you move full speed on your turn. Wait, you cast the spell on your turn, right? I was gonna say, like, I, I thought she was invisible. Or they were invisible. Still invisible. Yeah, but you'd still be rolling a stealth check because if they're looking around for it, they're still your your degree of stealth is determined by how much you move while being invisible. Mm. But you cast a spell, right? You cast low cake object, didn't you? Mm-hmm. So you would not be invisible anymore. So and Arthur wouldn't be either, right? Both of you are visible currently. You're right. Good catch. 
So Arthur kind of comes to you, you see Arthur, and you hear, as you race around, you don't even need to roll left perception then. You race around to the side, and you can see Flats tearing after um, your little guy. Okay, uh, I'm going to cast Puppet at Flats. Okay. What's that? I've never heard of that spell before. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so just to read the description, uh, you, uh, your gesture forces one humanoid you can see within range, which is 120 feet, to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, on a failed save, the target must move up to uh, move up to its speed in a direction you choose. And in addition, you can cause the target to drop whatever they are holding. Okay. Roll a con save, if you'd be so kind, Flats. <laughs> and that's going to be going against my spell DC, correct? Yep. Okay. I got a four, but I'm going to use my luck to reroll. Absolutely. I got a 20. Damn. Ah, shit. Wow, that's beautiful. <sighs> yes. Awesome. That's such a lovely thing. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right. So I have what? I used my movement and my action. I have yep. a bonus action left. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to just scream at Flats. <laughs> <laughs> just tones or words? Uh, oh, I'm going to scream, hopefully, hoping that goblins from inside during the chaos can hear me. Uh, I'm going to scream, an aristocrat, an aristocrat is getting away, an aristocrat. <laughs> sure, roll a deception check for me. Deception or performance, whichever you prefer. I'm gonna do performance. Okay, go for it. Roll a performance check. Um, twenty-five. Hold on. Yeah, twenty-five. Twenty-five. Um, twenty-five. Uh, one of the goblins that have been knocked open kind of raises their head, looks up, just goes, "Aristocrat!" And you see some of the goblins in the window kind of look down and point over, points towards the sprinting, uh, the uh, flats sprinting after this little spider, and yell, "Aristocrats!" I didn't hear the sound of some of them starting to race down the stairs to continue the chase. Oh my god. Uh, and that would make it Arthur's turn. As Arthur, you you can hear the chanting, the militant chanting of aristocrat, aristocrat, aristocrat. Uh, can I look over the edge and see uh, Flats, Maisie Flats? Yeah, you, yeah, Maisie's on the other side of the building uh, from where the other two are that went down, but you can absolutely see that. Okay. Um, seeing that, I'd like to um, also scale the side of the building Okay, are you doing it on the side that Maisie's on, or are you doing it on the other um, the side that everyone else did? Uh, the side that Maisie's on. Um, I'm going to okay. have to chuck the game to chase in the other two. Sure, sure. Acrobatics or athletics, whichever you prefer. I would prefer athletics. Um, 22. 22? Yeah, you jump down, because you're, you're just muscling it. You just jump down, grab your claw into the wall, and slide down the brick face. <laughs> Like okay. you land spot? easily. That's there. a real puss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's That's a real puss and boots. Fire boots shoots right out there. the window as you come down. Superhero landing. Sweet three point landing. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely superhero Yeehaw. landing. Yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to draw my revolver and oh. uh, <laughs> uh, shoot it up in the air. Okay, for what intent? Uh, to like draw attention on me. Oh, okay. Um, do a... Yeah, just roll a shit. Just roll a shot. Roll a shot for me. Yeah, 13. 
Okay. So you bam into the air. Some of them kind of look over, and some of the goblins yell, uh, yell, it's the fuzz scatter! And they begin rushing off in a variety of different directions. Some are still giving chase, though, and you can hear the sound inside the building of Aristocrat. Like, that's the one gunshot's done not enough to stop that. Perfect. And that would be your turn. That makes it Pepper's turn. Okay, so did I see um, Nightmare Guinea Pig take the papers? Mm, you would have seen them. Yes, you saw them take the papers, yes. Right, so I know that I need to help them get to the ship unimpeded. Mm-hmm. They seem okay. to be furthest ahead of everybody, it's worth noting. So, like, with their speed, they're probably not going to get caught by anybody unless somebody does something magically to catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the question's really going to be is, is who all is going to make it to the ship in what order is going to be the real question. Okay. Um, ooh, I'm kind of torn between, like, using Mage Hand to tie Maisie's laces together um, or just running. Um, can you do that with Mage Hand? Yeah, you can do that with Mage Hand. Oh, no. I've, I've, already, a... I've already fucked with those guys too much. I feel really guilty. Um, I'm just going to grab Clove's sleeve and be like, Quickly, save the spider! Um, and break into a flat run and see if I can't sure, overtake like, Maisie and, and sort of be the, the guard behind. Who in who would ever have dreamed that Pepper would be trying to usher a, a nightmare spider out of a riot safely? Um, mm-hmm. Definitely going to write home about that one. But yeah, that's what <laughs> Pepper's aiming to do. She wants to shepherd it safely to the ship. Fantastic. I never saw myself fighting side by side with a nightmare spider. <laughs> what about a friend? <laughs> yeah, what about it? <laughs> <laughs> what are your respective speeds, if you don't mind me asking? Maybe, uh, what's there, can everybody real quick just give me your respective speeds? So, uh, 25 uh, walking. 25 walking? Okay, cool. 30. 30, okay. 35. 35. Oh, it's 30 feet. So yeah, just to be clear, I'm putting my body between myself. I'm putting my body between the spider and Han. Sure, you're you're like racing oh. to catch up. They're ahead of you though, so you're like racing. Yeah, that's fine. There, but yeah. you're because yeah. So you bolt there. You're you're getting up close to flats, um, and that is going to make it. That would make it the colleague's turn. That'll uh, more goblins fly out the window effectively as they these these with gashes across their chest. It looks like they took sword burst sword slices against him, and then that would make it Flats' turn. How far away is the guinea pig? Um, the the eight-legged whipped guinea pig um, is currently <laughs> um, about 70, 70, 80 feet in front of you. So if I use my action to get further, could I cast a cantrip or no? Could I cast my As long as you don't, if you use your action to move, you can't use another action, but you have a movement just generally you can do. So you can move up to 30 feet, um, yeah, I'll move, and then Mayshan has a range of 30 feet. Would I be able to grab, grab it? Or... Um, I'd say Petite in a full, is a full thing, so it'd be, honestly, it'd be a grapple check to a certain degree. So roll a athletics um, for the Mage Hand against Petite's acrobatics. Uh, 16. 16 is what you rolled on your, okay, with your Mage Hand. Cool, cool. 19. Your mage hand comes in and like tries to grab, but can't get a hold of him as he's dipping off to the side, weaving back and forth. Your hand is not able to grab it. <laughs> run, petite, run. Okay. <laughs> and petite keeps going. 
At this point, you can actually, uh, Maisie, you'd actually be far enough ahead where you can see that out, sort of, it's it's a silver, broken, like a silver, kind of shoddy-looking metal ship um, that clearly is like the only ship kind of docked for the nearby area, and Petite is running straight towards it. It's got rustic charm. <laughs> shoddy. And that makes it Clove's turn. As Petite keeps sprinting forward. Actually, excuse me, that's not true. Before Clove's turn, the goblins begin to make it out of the building. And they are looking around at the vi- at the at the group of you just all kind of competing with each other. And they are just kind of no real concept of who is on whose side. They are just charging after all of you. Oh no. Okay, I'd like to start running towards the ship after Pepper and everything, of course, um, protecting the spider. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm very... I, I'm not gonna say it, but I'm pretty proud of Pepper, you know? She's really she's really growing on me, and the fact that she's conquering her fears with the spider are really cool, but I'll tell her that once we're on the ship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just got distracted You You, you run a sense of pride filling you as you, as you kind of sprint forward? Exactly. Um, how close are the goblins to me? Are they gonna be a problem? If you, um, anybody who's, like, close to the building uh, is within pretty close range of the goblins, uh, if you do not do a full, like, dash action on your turn, they will catch up close enough where they can spend their action attacking you, as they have a 30-foot movement speed. Okay. Because I could either run or I could attack them. Run! Sorry. (sighs) Okay, I'm conflicted about this. But I know Pepper wouldn't want me to attack the goblins, and I hate to say it, but her approval is starting to actually be something that I want, so I'll just keep running. Okay. You keep running, and as you you can hear the goblins chanting, Aristocrats! 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 Can I yell back at them? No, we're not. That's what an aristocrat would say! Um can, um can I say an undercommon no we're not. Roll a persuasion check in undercommon. Ooh, uh 25. Wow. I'm very good at persuasion. That's why I kept yeah. pushing for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear me just break. <laughs> <laughs> they they uh uh the goblins yell, a couple of the goblins yell out, Yeah, you seem pretty cool. Okay, you're fine. We're just going to kill the rest of your friends, though, just to be on the safe side. Um, and that's going to make it uh, uh, Jean's turn. Jean, excuse me. Um, I don't know why I keep saying Jean. Um, this is going to yeah, make it Levi's turn, excuse me. Um, <laughs> it's Wrangler's turn. <laughs> uh, if that's not the name of your me. next character. Um, Jean Wrangler. Uh, <laughs> Attorney at law. Oh. <laughs> I was I was gonna go DDS, but Attorney Alon is great as well. Oh, my last character was a dentist. Um, keep going. Uh, so, uh, Jean Paul is going to book it towards the ship. Okay. Uh, spending uh, my movement and my action. Okay, perfect. And as a bonus action, in Goblin. I'm going to scream, uh, the aristocrats have disguised themselves as goblins. <laughs> what? We're all a deception. What? <laughs> oh, my God. 
Uh, oh my god! Wait, hold on. What am I? What was what that? What check Deception. is it? Deception. Using those Deception. January 6th tactics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, 19. 19? You hear a couple of the go- uh, yeah. actually, give me one second. I am gonna just- I'm gonna give the goblins a chance. I should not have. Uh, one of the goblins goes, I knew it! And just launches into them, and I'm infighting immediately begins. You hear one of the goblins go, you were the best man at my wedding! Like, oh, and, no. and the other one yells back, well, yeah, how could you afford one? And he just immediately, <laughs> they just begin just wailing on each other. There's just a brawl happening. Some of, most of the goblins have been effectively dealt with. A few stragglers are staying focused on catching the um, rich looking, uh, not the rich looking, but like the police or whatever this is. is there's, yeah. Like they're almost more caught up in the chase than they are in the politics of the situation as they just like, they, they're, they're enjoying being a part of something. Um... Um, they're getting the party over <laughs> They the bust in a bunch of aristocrats. I saw it. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> that makes it uh, Arthur's turn. Pepper, you're on deck. Okay, so um, I've made my way down. I just shot my pistol in the air, and the goblins are still going ape shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to start running towards where uh, I saw Maisie run. Yeah, you all be, you're all at this point booking it that way. I'm gonna actually just ask at this point: Is anyone gonna do anything crazy as these as this all is happening, or is everyone just gonna effectively maintain the sprint towards the ship? I'm just running clubs. to the ship. Yeah, same. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Then in that case, I'm gonna kind of cut initiative out a little bit. Um, yeah. We are as you all race towards the ship. Uh, you can see your captain kind of looks terrified at everything that's happening. As you all kind of jump on board here. <laughs> Every once in a while, you'll have somebody kind of join in and kind of participate um, or become a member of the assemblage without, uh, like, any sort of setup. So having somebody who that doesn't match up and doesn't look like a member isn't uncommon to have joining in. Uh, Captain Guillotine sees the assemblage of you all kind of rushing as the little guy scampers onto it. The um, Maisie would make it there next, followed quickly by that, and just kind of, like, Basically, just doing hand movements to get you all on board. Um, are any of you gonna? I know they're allowed on board, puppy. Are any of you gonna do anything about like the others racing on board or like try to slow it down? Puppy, no, I need you to stop. Because we are recording. We are recording, puppy. I told you about this. You signed a release and everything. Oh yeah, she knows. <laughs> she knows. She doesn't care. Um, you. I don't want the lion who insulted me and tied me up to come on this ship. Okay. He'd be he'd be one of the last people so... to make it on there. So he. So what I'm gonna say then is, can you do an athletics check for me as you as you basically tell them not to wait as he's the last one kind of racing behind with the goblins behind the last few of the goblins chasing after, so the rope gets pulled up and the boat begins to drift off. He'd terrified us. Sure. They, they're gonna rip him limb from limb. Uh, Arthur, roll in athletics. The little, the last tidbits of the riot racing towards you. The boat is moving a foot, two feet, three feet, four feet. Make that athletics. What you get? Uh, I got a twenty-three. Twenty-three. You yep. sprint full sail and jump, launching yourself over the oil, skidding onto the boat as the boat's engines finally pick up all the way and race off into the oil sea away from the riot. Fires begin to spread across the buildings in the area, and you can see police, uh, Tillincoli police, and Tillincoli firefighters begin to make their way there. 
And as you all kind of take a moment to breathe, ready to like interrogate and figure out who the fuck everybody is and what the fuck is going on and what even is this blueprint, that is where we're going to call the session. Uh, before before that happens, I'd like to look at Clove because uh, I feel like she would be impressed. I look at Clove and I look at the fire and then I look back at Clove and I go, I started that. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's definitely the actual answer. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Oh, and does anybody have any um, any sort of uh, uh, things they want to promote? Any? Uh, I know there's some. Some of you were talking about some amazing charities. Um, I know Nick was talking about Taco Bell. Uh, what all would you? Uh, what all would you like to promote? <laughs> any promotion? Um, there's an amazing charity called Mermaids that operates in the UK, opera, um, giving sort of life-saving support to trans kids. And the UK is becoming more and more transphobic. So they're my favorite charity. Insane. If you want to send them some love, I would, I would so strongly support that. Mermaids rule. Listen to the Cheesy Gordita Bunch. Um, I mean, if you're listening to this and not listening to the Cheesy Gordita Bunch, I mean, awesome. I mean, Jake. that means Jacob has done his due diligence by promoting this, but you should also mm-hmm. listen to the, the Cheesy Gordita Bunch. We are I do want to say how beautiful a transition that was um, uh, between yeah. charity for trans teens and Cheesy Gordita Bunch. At cheesy Gordita <laughs> Bunch is also pro-trans. That, I mean, so. it's, it's yes, true. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's a... It's the it's your your best leftist taco podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes somehow also anti-capitalist, but very much pro-capitalist at the same time. It's very weird. I don't have a charity that I would like to promote, but uh, I would like to encourage everybody to steal from some sort of large uh, corporation <laughs> store. Uh, your Walmart, Target. Um, if there is something that you want and you can't afford it, research into the company. And if that company is a piece of shit, just take it. It doesn't and hurt anyone. Pro mm-hmm. tip, reusable bags are your friend. No one's going <laughs> to question you if you just walk out with shit in a reusable bag. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Who wants to go after that? Uh, who wants uh, to? Oh, <laughs> and, uh, don't, don't talk to cops. Uh, arm your community. You can't give up. You can't give away all the tips right now. All right, there's like more episodes to come. Teach all of your trans comrades how to handle a gun properly and safely. Mm -hmm. Um, Stay hydrated. It's very easy. Yeah, stay hydrated. If you need to make explosives, it's very (laughs) easy to find resources. (laughs) Always try to use SPF moisturizer. It's important to protect your skin. Yeah, See, that's yes, that's good yeah. advice. That's good advice. You won't get it on a watch list for putting on. Okay, I've got sunscreen. I've got good advice. Whatever you do, do not mix. <laughs> shut and also don't do always it. remember <laughs> that or, uh, you know uh, what mix. you need better than anyone else. So listen to your See, heart, Jacob, <laughs> and yeah. treat yourself with the kindness and that you would give to a friend. I can't don't wait to hear the edit. Don't put. Into one glass container and a <laughs> into the other, and throw them so they break at the same time, creating. If you feel overwhelmed by idea. social anxiety, remember that most people aren't thinking about you; they're thinking about themselves. Show yourself some compassion oh, and move on. Except for that one guy. Except for that one guy. You know who I'm talking about. He's always thinking about you. 
Um, who wants yeah. to go next? Um, if you're picking next? stuff up at the pharmacy, you can just grab something else. People will think you already paid for it when you paid for your medications. See, that's a good... See, take notes, T.W. That's a good tip right there. Everyone else yeah. is giving you good tips except for T.W. Warren. You're right. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. When you go out to a restaurant... When you go out to a restaurant, carry a small baggie of glass shards with you. If you don't feel like paying, <laughs> pour that glass into your entree and be like, hey, there's glass in this. <laughs> uh, Katie, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, well, yeah. Uh, I would like to promote a food sovereignty organization here in Phoenix. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Drinking Gourd Farms. They help black people and they mostly uh, they prioritize Muslim refugees but um, black people in the community who uh, know how to grow their own food and they take their harvest and they distribute it to families so if you know anyone in the area who could benefit from this program please go to their page as Drinking Gourd Farms and yeah connect them with those good people nice there we go good promos all around yeah good promos everybody Uh, (laughs) Uh, All right, I have I have one I have one last genuine one. It is a genuine <laughs> one. I God. promise. I promise. I promise. Genuine. Uh, uh, so I would like to promote um, just honestly the uh, national uh, suicide prevention hotline. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody out there who is suffering from depression or anxiety or any of those kinds of things, um, a number of us have, and yeah. even though it's difficult. There are sources that you can find and reach out to. Remember, the way that you're feeling is not your fault, but we encourage all of you to take responsibility and do the best that you can to keep yourself going. Even if that means making a bomb. Yeah, even if that means (laughs) making a bomb, which means so if you go to your local Home Depot, you can get a large (laughs) bag. Very (laughs) cheap. Oh, we're going to cut you off there. Um, (laughs) Okay. um, yeah, and I guess on that note, thank you everybody for who who listened, who joined in. Um, while we were playing, we actually got some of the saw some of the Facebook comments. People excited about the maps. That's super awesome. Um, cannot wait to keep going with this as we discover more about the world of the land of Yum. Um, thank you to all the players, and thanks for everyone for listening. Have a great day. This show is made possible thanks to listeners like you. For more great Cheesy Gordita Network content, follow us on social media or go to CheesyGorditaNetwork.com to stay up to date. Thank you for your support and stay Baja blessed.